It ain't as simple as it seems. They'll try and stop you every step of the way. But you gotta keep moving. No matter what. They've torn us apart. Fractured our society. Hurry, Sam. You know what's at stake. And the only way to save it is in my hands. My name is Sam Porter Bridges. It's my job to reconnect us. Hello, and welcome back to Game & Makeup, the videos and podcasts where we talk about games and we make up about them if we don't like them. Hello, Haley. How are you? Good. This is Haley. Hello. I'm Mike. Welcome back. We're so happy recording again. Finally. Finally recording again. How you been, Haley? I'm good. I've been good. How have you been? I'm very well. Very, very well. Year's winding down. It's the holiday season. What better time to talk about today's game, Death Stranding. It's a big whopper. It's a big whopper of a game. That's why it took so long. <laughs> Our games, we, we, we gotta pick shorter games. We keep talking about shorter games. I mean, games. I pick shorter games. You that, don't. That's true. You pick the long ends. Yeah, I think the woods is pretty short. This I, one, mm -hmm. what was your total play time? Oh, sheesh, like 40-something hours, 50 hours, really? maybe. Really? I thought it'd be a lot higher. No, you can beat the story in, like, mm. 30 hours. Wow. Well, good for you for finishing it. It's Thank exciting. You. you always finish the games. I always finish the games before I talk about them. That's... Because I think in order to properly talk, you should beat it. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that, but... Not every... Not, <laughs> not for every game. <laughs> yeah. There's a... For this one, I think. Cool. Well, Death Stranding uh, is the game I brought to the table this time. Because uh, for those who don't know how the show works is one of us picks a game, we bring it to the other person, make the other person play it, you know, hopefully it leads to some compelling discussion. More often than not, the other person doesn't like it. It leads to mm -hmm. a lot of fighting. But Haley, you liked Death Stranding. Liked Death she Stranding. liked Death Stranding, folks. We got her. I've we got had, one. I've had numerous friends try to get me to play it over the years. Well, I knew you would like it because you're a big fan of open world games. Since I've known you, you you know you play. Oh, it feeds me. Even like the like the Ubisoft ones, like Watch Dogs and stuff. I hate those I've games. Platinum and Watch you Platinum two and Legion. Wow, that's crazy. Not one. One is trash. You don't <laughs> ever play Watch Dogs one. It's very bad. But I wanted, yeah. But I knew you liked open world games. I wanted to bring this one to you because I was very curious to get your opinion on it because I don't like open world games at all. Uh, I shouldn't say at all. Like there's some I really like, but it takes, it needs a really good hook or mechanic mm. or unique trait to get me uh, invested in it. And Death Stranding certainly is that. And there's a lot to talk about with this game. I don't know oh my God. even where to start, really. There's so much in terms of the gameplay and story and even like the mythos leading up to this game because it is a Hideo Kojima oh, game. so many like, yeah, the lead up to its release also has so many quirks to it. Yeah, so, it's... Uh, all the trailers and everyone freaking out like, what did the heck is that? What did that Yeah, mean? so maybe we'll start with, I'll sort of tell you why I was really excited for Death Stranding before its launch and then... 2018? Sort of, 2019. 2019. It was announced in like 2016? 2017, right after Kojima, like, left Kojima Productions. But first and foremost, I'm a huge Hideo Kojima fan. I love Metal Gear Solid, particularly Metal Gear Solid 3. It's one of my top five games ever. I mm. love it. 
Um, you know, Hideo Kojima has a fair amount of issues in his writing and his games, but I think he's... No one makes games like him, mm-hmm. and I really enjoy them. Yeah. So to finally have a new Hideo Kojima game that like wasn't Metal Gear, it was his first non-Metal Gear game in years. Yeah. I was super, super jacked up, and the trailer's like, oh, it's got Norman Reedus. It's so got weird. <laughs> it's got Guillermo del Toro. It's got dead whales. It's got dead whales. Babies. Yeah, that reveal trailer was just... No one knew what it was. Like, what, is this an action game? Is it... It's, you know, is yeah. it is it the new PT? Because originally PT was supposed to be the Norman Reedus Hideo Kojima. Did you play PT? I did not play PT. I've seen it played many times. PT. I never got to play it. Very sad. I guess a PS4 with PT on it now goes for like thousands of dollars. That's crazy. Yeah. It, there must be rips of it online if it exists. Oh on yeah, consoles. I think I think you can play PT like on like PC when, PC now. PCPT. People have like modded it. PCPT. Mm. Um. So really excited for Death Stranding. It finally came out November of 2019. I sat down to play it, so jacked up. I don't know if you remember me playing it for the first time. I remember. I remember teasing you when you were helping me, me calm down. I was mm-hmm. like, what is this game? This looks, this is, what is that <laughs> game? Babysitting Mama, where you have the fake Wii doll, and oh, you stick yes. the Wii remote in it, and you go like this to look after it, mean, and I was like, all, that's this for boys. <laughs> for all intents and purposes, it is. But, what might be shocking people to know is when I first played Death Stranding, I played it for like six or seven hours. Didn't like it. Put, I don't remember that. Put it down. I was like, oh, okay, I get what it's going for. It's got some cool ideas. It looks beautiful, obviously. But I was like, ah, this is kind of... I don't think I was ready to engage with it in the way the game wanted me to at that time. So I put it down. How far in the story did you get? Like, maybe chapter two. Not very far at all. Like, And it, it really opens up after chapter two. Yeah, that's but, when you um, leave the Eastern Zone, right? I don't know. Yeah. But I don't know if you're aware of this, Haley, but towards the tail end of 2019 and early 2020, the world caught on fire, mm. and we it's had a lot, <laughs> and we had a lot more, uh, more free time. Uh, I did anyway. Oh, did you play during quarantine? I did, and you also played a lot of other things. <laughs> I did. I, I used that time to get caught up on my backlog. I uh, I platinumed The Witcher Three, and I platinumed Final Fantasy X, and games I really love. And then I was like, I'll go back to Death Stranding, and that game hit really different for me being stuck at home, Mm. not being able to talk to anybody, not being able to, you know, having to use curbside delivery, having things brought to my door and going like, you know, it's kind of weird how Death Stranding really, I mean, is that what we're going to talk about first is how Death Stranding predicted COVID? Kinda. Cause like, I think it's cause that once, once I was more in that mind state of what the pandemic had done to me i was way more engaged in what the story death stranding was trying to tell yeah because it is all about communication and lack of communication rebuilding rebuilding relationships with people when across a disjointed world that's entirely online essentially because in the in simplest term this is a game about bringing the internet to america yeah which is kind of a weird plot but it is essentially what you're doing yeah that's essentially Um, just of it there's a lot more to it than that but uh, I mean, we'll get into it more. But suffice to say, I really enjoyed my game at the time I was done with it. I think my final play time was like 30 hours. I didn't do a lot of the side stuff. I kind of I wanted to marathon the story to see what happened because I was very engaged by the time with these characters. And mm. I wanted to see where it went. And I really liked it. And now you finally have played it. Mm-hmm. And I think your experience was wildly different from mine. As, it, as that happens <laughs> with every game we make each other play. For sure. So why don't you just tell me about... 
what you thought about Death Stranding initially, your kind of, as you played through it, just <laughs> give the listeners and viewers like what you thought about this very weird, weird AAA delivery man game. It's such an interesting game. It's such an interesting game and it and it's so wonderfully weird, which I always appreciate when games are like that and it truly is, is its own genre of game. I won't go so far as to call Str- it a the stranding tri- genre. No, I won't so I won't do that. It's the first stranding game. It's so I guess I'm coming at it from the only other Kojima um, or I only ever played Metal Gear Solid 5, which Kojima sure. wasn't was he involved in that? Oh yeah, like yeah. that's That's the, like his last one. His last game with Konami, yeah. which is also an open world game. So I love Metal Gear Solid Five. It's a great game. In spite of its story. Yes, absolutely. I, oh my god. The story in that game makes it's terrible. It's not finished. Number one. I have an amazing story. Was <laughs> I played that for hours and hours and hours? I, I must have been at the fifty hour mark. Sure. And I did a lot of side stuff, so it took up a lot of my time. And I thought I was at the finale, and and I fought like a Metal Gear, and then I got in a truck with the antagonist, Yes, and the longest cutscene of all time occurred, and then the screen said, Chapter 2, <laughs> and I almost threw my controller at the screen, because I was so excited to finally beat, like, a Metal Gear game, Right, because I just, like, you know, I feel like I missed a lot of games growing up, so I was like, I want to beat a Metal Gear game, this one looks really good, so I'm going to play it, mm-hmm. and... Oh, and it was hard to love. It was hard to love that game. The gameplay is freaking fantastic. Oh, it's awesome! It's so fun. But the the story just grinded my gears, and I just skipped everything. And sure. I, I think very fairly that game has problematic aspects of it that I don't have to get into. But anyway, so I was coming <laughs> at Death Stranding kind of like a little bit like hey, <laughs> like cautious, cautiously nervous. Yep. Because, I don't know, I think Kojima is insanely talented, but there's aspects of his writing I really hate. Oh, sure. In ways I think he's slightly problematic, Mm -hmm. but not to the point that I would never play his games or, like, anything like that. Right. Just not a huge fan. Yeah. He's fine, and I respect his immense input on the industry, but I'm not like, oh, I love him. Like, I just, he's not, I'm I'm not, I'm not his clientele. Sure. You know, like, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. And then I started playing this game... <laughs> to appease you, appease and, me. <laughs> it's for the show. We do a show. <laughs> yeah, to appease the show. Yeah, and uh, mm. I really didn't like it at first because it's plot heavy at first. Oh yeah, those first opening hours are a slog for sure. Yeah, but this was something I was talking to you about. Is I am such a huge nerd for games that have this open world that's kind of cumbersome and through your influence you make it better mm-hmm. and you make it more efficient and mm-hmm. you make it like streamlined yeah so the fact that that's like 90 percent of this game probably 80 or 70 even maybe, yeah because there's absolutely. a lot of plot is just oh i just made that delivery and it was so hard to get through the rocks and blah blah, blah. i'm gonna take a beat and make a highway right there and then every single time i do it after this right. it's so easy for some reason that just is like oh like i love that sure What's well, a yum, yum, yum. like I could play that all day. So that's why I kind of started to become intrigued by this and I spent a great deal of time just building highways mm-hmm. and getting better items and getting five stars at every uh what do they call them? Just like the distro centers Dist- and well, all the all the different people you meet. The, yeah. So I've s- almost the sculptor and all these people. I've almost all the five stars for every area, nice. which is insane yeah but it's just satisfying because you get like oh now you can have two carts to pull stuff on and now you have five buddy bots to deliver things Mm -hmm. and now here's a bunch more resources to build the highway even more and it's Mm -hmm. just like Mm -hmm. 
it's so satisfying and the cycle that's in built in it is so fun so i love it for that and then it almost got to a point where like it was kind of a drag to be in a cutscene. i wanted to sure. go back and build the highway more right <laughs> well that's a pretty good segue into us talking about the gameplay mechanics of this game mm. and it's because i remember when the Again, the initial lead up to this game's announcement and release, everyone's like, what kind of game is it? Is it like, is it an action game? Is it going to be like Metal Gear Solid Five? And yeah. there's some action elements to this game that maybe I'll touch on it in a little bit, but... The combat sucks. Well, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Slow your roll. One thing at a time. Um, But it's a, it's, a, it's a delivery man simulator. Yeah. It's, you know, if you saw delivery man simulator on Steam, it would be this game. It'd be a lot worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's like... You know, it's literally moving packages from one spot in the map to another, which would pretty much be, like, a side quest in most other open-world games, right? It's normally the thing that you complain about. Well, yeah. See, like, when you play Red Dead or something, like, all I did was go there and come back boring. Yeah. But for some reason in this, it's, like, the best thing ever. Because it's so intrinsically tied into its gameplay, which I love. Even the controls, you have to hold, you know, on your PS5 controller, you have to hold L2 and right 2, and that's, you know the main character holds on to his backpack straps and mm -hmm. much like if you're walking that's how you have to do you have to hold on to your backpack and trudge through if you're on a big hike yeah so the game like everything is tied into its movement and you know getting over a ravine in this game feels like a boss fight because like how many of you pass this river like the water's chest high i got like a stack of boxes that are 10 feet tall behind me i can't yeah. lose them because they're fragile cargo so like how do i approach this there you go uh, but how do I do this? Do I bring do I bring a ladder? Do I bring a motorcycle? Do I try to jump it? Do I maybe someone already left a ladder behind for Double me? Jump. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's so cool that the world, like you're saying, is affected not just by you but by other players, which I think is really cool because yeah. you know there's so many times playing Death Stranding where I was like, oh man, like I didn't bring a ladder to climb this mountain. I have to go all the way. But hey, you know, um, Orange Crush sixty nine left the ladder on the side of the mountain for yeah. me and now now and then you upvote the ladder yeah. you, get, you, you give it a thumbs up yeah. which is just like when we perform acts on social media and i realize we do it for likes we do it for attention and that that feedback yeah and you know i think you got to give hideo kojima a little bit of credit he's very tied into social media he's very tied into that feedback he's loop a social media king he is he's great on twitter he's like hey i read this book and everyone's like thank you thank you kojima <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, it's it's so hard, and this is one of those games that's really hard to talk about. If you, but you need to play it to really understand it. Yeah, you know, because they can be like, yeah, it's really cool. You bring a ladder and then you cross a river. I was like, that's not game. That's not yeah. a game, but it is. It's. I love showing it to friends. I there's a couple times yeah. where I turned it on, and I'm like, and I I got better at the elevator pitch for Death Stranding the more times I did it, but it's <laughs> sure. really hard to do. It's essentially. It is. All right, so you're Norman Reedus. Yeah, that Norman Reedus from Walking Dead. <laughs> Anyways, you're him, and you're trying to deliver things across the world, but people are dead, but they're not really dead. They have umbilical cords, and they're ghosts, mm -hmm. and they try to kill you, but you can't see them. But this guy can see them because of plot, plot, plot. And also, he has a baby who is actually taken from a still mother, and he lets him sense where the ghosts are, but you can't quite see them. Mm -hmm. And if you kill them, then this happens, and then you're trying to deliver everything so the internet turns on. And then your friends who just watch The Bachelor are like, are you okay? Like, what the fuck <laughs> are you doing? That's a lot, but you pretty much described that game perfectly, yeah. the game perfectly. It's, it's just so interesting how there's so many, there's so many points to it that when you say them out loud, they sound ridiculous. Mm. Like, Baby in a Tube, Norman Reedus, yeah. Guillermo del Toro, Conan O'Brien. Yeah, he's there. Babies. 
ghosts that aren't ghosts that are kind of ghosts, yeah. internet. Like, there's you just say them all in a row, and you're like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, for but, sure. And that kind of makes it, like, more fun to be, because you're like, then you know what's going on. Like, I remember watching you play, and I was like, ugh. And then as yeah. soon as I played, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's, um, because, uh, like, what going back to what you were saying a little bit earlier, it's that... You know, the game starts out really kind of hard, like going up a mountain is an ordeal, but as like you, as you upgrade things, you get robots that carry your stuff, you get better legs, and you're getting rewarded for connecting the world, for doing these monotonous side quests, and it makes these quests easy. Like, in your file right now, you have the entire highway built across pretty much the whole country, Mm. so you can literally run to each place, no problem, but it took you... 50 hours <laughs> of that. meticulous planning and yeah. upgrading to get that. Because people don't understand, you don't just go there and turn the highway on. You have to go there, see how much... You have to first find the yeah. thing, because you can't pave... You can't know how many resources you need until you actually see the paver, and it comes out. It mm-hmm. won't show up, up on your map until you look at the paver. The paver shows up, and then it says, I need a thousand metals and this much chromatics... Ceramics? Ceramics. Ceramics. I can't say that <laughs> word. That's kind of weird that when I see it in my head, it's going... Mm-hmm. And I don't say it. Absolutely. Um, and so then you have to go somewhere and get those, bring them all the way back, put it in, then it turns on. Yeah. And then you go to the next stage of the highway and it needs like triple as much. And you just keep going, going, mm-hmm. going. So it's not just like you have to keep going back and coming back around and going back and coming back around. Mm-hmm. And it reaches a point where you just have a truck filled with like 6,000 metals and you're just driving up and fixing the mm-hmm. highway. You feel like a little highway man. And it's great because you're not just fixing that highway for you. You're fixing the highway for thousands of players in their games as well. Yeah. So, like, they'll see Halifax put 40,000 ceramics into this highway. Everyone's like, yeah. oh, man, upvote her. Like, oh, nice. Oh, I got, like, 170,000 because I fixed the first part of the highway and I had yeah. 170,000 likes on it. It's And, like, it really fosters a sense of community in this very desolate, sad world that you're playing in, which is exactly the intent of the main character, Sam Porter Bridges, as played by Norman Reedus, as we said. He's trying to connect the world. He's trying to make everybody mm-hmm. happy and and together again. So well, it's, he's, he's doing it for Amelie. Sure, but like... He doesn't quite care about the world that no, much. No, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. You're, you're jumping the gun. Right, right, right. But it's like, I'm just meaning to say that like the themes of the game the morals of the game tie into the gameplay of the game super well, which, Absolutely. I, which I really appreciate. And no one does that better than Hideo Kojima. I'll say like, no one really does. It's crazy. Like at least in a way like this, I've seen, would you disagree? I mean, dark souls has, is like this. Very interesting. Ah, I didn't bring it up first this time. Ah, she likes dark Shut souls up. folks, but like, I that's <laughs> this. like, I have no doubt that Hideo Kojima takes a lot from dark. Well, souls. even just the, Oh, here's a little note to help you on your way. Absolutely. Like, oh, there's a hidden wall here. I would yeah. never have known that unless my random person on the internet helped me. Yeah. I, oh, what a desolate place. Oh, it's a little note. Yeah, it's great. I'm and happy now. Like, that's the gist. Absolutely. And Dark Souls does it, for sure. But I think, but like, you know, you can like play Dark Souls without ever looking at a note on the ground if you don't, if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. To play Death Stranding without using anyone's ladders and stuff would be insane. Hmm. it's so much more tied in. I mean, what I mean to say is that it's so much more tied in thematically into the game, yeah. which I really appreciate. Yeah. Like, you can tell it was a very purposeful intent by Hideo Kojima to, of like, course. make players interact in ways they never have. Because you never actually see anybody. No. 
you know, you can, there's a button to literally call out and Norman Reedus will call out and you'll get an echo back, which just means a player is in the area, which is really cool. It's actually their structures. Their structures. Oh, there you go. So if you yell at near a structure made by somebody else, if it's electronic, I don't know about ladders, mm-hmm. but there's a little green light on it that'll flash their oh. words talking to you back. So That's if you cool. say, I hear you, it, the little green light will flash and be like, I hear you too. Nice. So it's like another player. And also there's insinuations that it's like blending parallel universes together. So much much like Dark Souls does as yeah. well. <laughs> so it's just a bunch of Norman Reedus is all delivering things, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun when you think about like, what if it blends together so much that he's just everywhere all the time and all the people getting delivered. So like, how did you do this as fast anyway? Isn't you just yeah. make it's really just a bunch of Norman Reedus's making deliveries all yeah, blended together for sure. And yeah. it sort of ties into like what I want to get into like the sketch of like sort of the meta narrative of this game as well. Yeah, is that Norman Reedus is us and we're Norman Reedus, but everyone's Norman Reedus and they're everywhere, kind of like what you're saying. And like, yeah. it's cool. It's very cool. But we've mentioned Norman Reedus a lot, which kind of moves into my... <laughs> we should call him Sam. Yes, my I next him Norman segue I want to talk to you about is the celebrities in this game. Yeah. Norman Reedus, Guillermo del Toro, um, the this... girl from the new James Bond movie, she's fragile. fragile. I can't remember her name, unfortunately. Pretty. Very pretty. Margaret Qualley as Mama. She's yeah. awesome. Guillermo, uh, Guillermo del Toro and Nicholas Winding Refing didn't do their voices. They just lent their bodies, but they're in the game. God, the privacy rights associated with Yeah, that. it's uh, it's cool. But did you... Publicity right. What do you think about celebrities being in games, I guess? is my like. Is, does it take you out of it? Does it kind of break your immersion? Because for no. me, it's kind of hard to see, well, that's just Norman Reedus from no. The Walking Dead. No, uh, maybe if I knew the character enough, maybe. Sure. Like... I don't know, when Elliot Page was in Beyond Two Souls, yep. that's Elliot Page, but they look, they, they, they're they acting. Like, it's the same sure. thing, right? Like, it's the same thing as when they were in Juno or Inception or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, as much as that's just them. Yeah. I guess it's, it's this weird... Um, what's it's the, just what's acting, the... but in pixel form. Yeah, it's that weird, what do you call it, Uh, when, like, what's that? what's that phenomenon called, when, like... Uncanny Valley. Uncanny Valley, thank you. It's like when like, you see like the people when they reanimate like um Carrie Fisher for like Star yeah. Wars and it's like ah weird. It's like it's not quite to that degree. And like don't get me wrong, I think a lot of celebrities go down all the controversy beyond two souls where they completely exploited their yeah. their personality rights. But yeah. anyway. I mean and at point. least in this game, Hideo Kojima and Norman Reedus seem to be really good friends. Yeah. As his do him and Guillermo del Toro. So And Conan. And Conan <laughs> O'Brien as well. Uh, and there's a couple other celebrities in here that I'm forgetting that, that make like cameos as like the, the little hologram people that you talk to. Well, like you, like until Dawn has mm-hmm. Remy Malik and yeah, it's true. I guess my sort of thing with this, like the marketing of this game was so tied into like Norman Reedus as Sam Porter Bridges yeah. and Hideo Kojima's Death Stranding. Like, yeah. it's like a movie, which like obviously Hideo Kojima wants to make movies. There's no... Yeah. illusions about that his no. cutscenes are three hours long like he wants to make movies i stayed up to like three in the morning <laughs> yeah. it one night yeah and i and later on, I, don't, I think all the celebrities again do a pretty good job um like norman reed's whole character is that he's very socially awkward and doesn't want to talk anyway so he kind of gets away with being like oh I'm yeah there's some very uh bad line delivery oh yeah like but I, I, but I think he did a fantastic job but there's sometimes in the plot like when i'm sitting in the story mm-hmm. and i'm just like what the hell was that like someone will be like i just tricked you into going across the entire country and like he goes oh and it's kind of tricky when you compare these celebrities performances with someone like troy baker who's in the game 
as as the best character in the game, Higgs, the villain. Yeah. He's incredible. And Troy Baker putting on the performance of a lifetime. Like, he was really good. He knows what it is to be a Hideo Kojima villain. He played Metal Gear growing up, clearly. Yeah. He loves it. He's relishing every time he's on screen, I'm glued to it, because he's so good. Yeah. Um, he, like, attracts attention, and he yeah. saves scenes. Because he's used to doing, I mean, obviously, The Last of Us, he's used to doing mocap and acting in it's this in this space for a long time. entirely different type of acting. And he's so much better at it than the rest of them, so yeah. kind of, like, being like, wow, like, you know, Margaret Qualley, great, great actress, but, yeah. like... Clearly looks a little like she was like, you know, you, you put some, even a great actor in a bunch of bubbles and with a bunch of green screens. It's hard to keep them. Yeah. And it's just like, I, I was a little bit taken out of it. Like, again, none of them are really bad. No, none of them are bad. But it's like, just comparing it to like a Troy Baker again, who's so good. Like Higgs yeah. is incredible. and He was the best. He's character. my favorite character in the game. It's he's not, not even, my favorite, but he's the best. He's not. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's like a ton of interesting things that go along with like using people's actual face in games mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like i want to go from a legal standpoint sure that's my as, background but, as you should well like we don't need to get into no, but no I, but i'm curious well there's all these like publicity rights especially in the united states is really interesting when you're taking people's face it, and games is this whole new area because once they're mo-capped in and you have their body in there you can largely do whatever you want with their appearance whereas mm-hmm. when you're recording film you it's like if something they're acting. Like they're in control of what what's happening to their body. Sure, you can edit it, and it could look like they could edit it differently so that they don't look as good, or the final product won't be a good representation of the skill of their acting or something. Right. But when you're talking about games, you're literally creating a 3D model of their body, which you can do whatever the hell... You can put Norman Reedus on a skateboard, do an ollie, and not have to call him and ask him to come record. Like you can do whatever you want, essentially, right. right? Sure. And the law is really behind on assessing this and assessing people's rights relative to games where it's such like a wild west which is why we saw the beyond two souls issue with elliot page right 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 and those kind of issues and there's all these legal tests into what goes too far and what's considered like violating publicity rights mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i don't know if you remember last of us another elliot page always seems to have the problems with this but mm-hmm. when ellie looked just like elliot, elliot page they yeah. the there was like the oh can they even sue on that it's just it looks like it just looks like someone but there's all these tests and the naughty dog made Ellie look less like Elliot Page in yeah. the final game yeah yeah because there's all these things where it's like it's you're allowed to do it if you have them in a situation where they're not normally seen mm-hmm. so for example if you had a football player in a Just Dance game you might not necessarily need permission for their like, you couldn't put their name on it, but you could sure. put their face. Sure. But if you made a football game and put a football player in the game and, and didn't ask them permission, mm-hmm. and it's obviously them, then mm-hmm. you would be in trouble for that. Yeah. And it's weird, because the law isn't used to this, where games can do whatever they want. Right. So, like, I don't know. Total random tangent. No, but like, I thought cool. about it, because Norman Reedus is used to being in dystopian-esque media. Sure. With Walking Dead. Walking Dead, yeah. And that's similar esque to what this is. Mm-hmm. So like obviously they have no qualms, like like everything they seem to have a good relationship and everything went by without a hitch. But mm-hmm. if something were to go wrong, you know, it's in the same type of media that he's normally done, so the publicity rights would be more stringent pro- stringent, probably. Sure. Interesting. And I think it's just interesting that it is a totally different type of acting that they're just like yeah. mainline AAA celebrities are not used to it all. Imagine no. putting Jennifer Aniston in a mocap room. Yeah, she would crumple. Absolutely. Jack Black would do good. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Br- Brutal Legend's a great example. Jack Black's oh, the star yeah. in that game. 
And did, he's, did he mocap that? I don't know if he mocap, but he did the voice, and he's great. And there's yeah. been lots of examples of celebrities lending their voices to games, and they've been, you know, wonderful. GTA series, great example. Lots of celebrities yeah. in that. Like a lot of times they don't mocap though. They well, no, do for voice, voices. Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's an it's a new space, and again, everyone did a pretty good job. Kind of rolling back to my initial question, uh, it took me a little bit out of it, but it didn't seem like your immersion was too breaked, but broken maybe, by it, I should say. Maybe I just because I didn't really watch The Walking Dead, right. or The Ride, or like anything else he's in. Ride with Norman Reedus. <laughs> Whoa, this feels like I'm on the ride with Norman Reedus. There's a specific bike that if you mm. use it, he says that like every two minutes. Yeah. It's like, we get it. You're on the ride with Norman Reedus. And like, and like some of it, like, that's what I mean. Like sometimes there's moments in this game that feel like a commercial for like, look, I got Norman Reedus in the game to the point where you're taking a shower and literally an ad for ride with Norman Reedus appears on the shower pane. And then, you know, or Monster Energy. And Monster Energy, which in the version you played wasn't Monster yeah. Energy because I played. It was Porter's. Which, yeah, which is why like, you played the director's cut yes. of the game, which did add a couple of quality of life enhancements that weren't in the original PS4 version I played. I can talk about the differences because I looked them up. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, go ahead. But, uh, but maybe just read that just again. Like, it's just like these, these, there's these weird. Sometimes it kind of feels like maybe Hideo Kojima is being like trying to be like i'm a real director and like which he is a director of a video game is a real director but he like mm -hmm. he dealt he tell he's really there's not as much a hideo kojima game as metal gear solid 5 where before every yeah. mission it said a hideo kojima game but his name's everywhere and he wants you to know it's his his game and he is the auteur the director behind it so there's a couple of those weird moments where it's like i got all my celebrity friends in it yeah and it's weird it's almost like a blending it's like, yeah, games, we put games in this little pocket for so long, and like, mm -hmm. yeah, maybe some random celebrity will show up sure. in a cutscene. We'll be like, whoa, was that blank? Oh, anyways. Mm -hmm. But like, no one's really been like the main character who's like a famous actor so much as like this game popularizes it. Like, I'm sure we can come up with other examples. There's like, that Bruce uh, Willis game on the PS1. That's Until Dawn and stuff like yeah, that yeah. is the same thing. But. Also, a lot of studios just don't have the mocap capacity. Well, no, Hideo, like Sony gave Hideo Kojima literally all the money in the world. They're yeah. like, hey, go, go his make, go crazy. make whatever. Have you seen his camera? Like, oh, it's nuts. Takes pictures. Like, yeah, one picture of their face, and you can see every mole and wrinkle and freckle. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. But what was I just about to say? The differences between directors and regular cut. Yeah. Uh, Very quickly before you get into that, I want to, I want to, but we still have the gameplay is fresh in our minds here. Yeah. I want to talk about the combat, yeah. which we alluded to. And not very long, because, to be honest, it's not very interesting, which is kind of my problem with it. No. Because the the, ga the gameplay, the delivering gameplay of Death Stranding, the moment-to-moment the, the getting across a field, getting past mules, which, yeah. not, not donkeys, but the bad, the bad terrorists in this game, I should specify. So many acronyms. Yeah. It's a lot of acronyms. Like, dooms, mules. E. E-E-B-B. Um... <laughs> but, you know, that's all great. And, like, it's really, you have to, it's methodical. And the, these moments, you know... I don't want to spoil too much because this is probably the most recent game we've covered on this podcast. I think we can spoil well, it. We'll, well, we'll, we'll, we'll tag it. We're going to tag it. Because people might want to listen to this end, but we'll have a spoiler section. Okay. Yeah. Um, but there's moments in this game where you're forced into unskippable combat scenarios. Yeah. Literally with guns and missiles and rockets and grenades. And it feels so detached, quite literally and like figuratively in the game yeah. from like what's They're happening literally little sections where you have to care about that yeah and it felt to me like a lot of it was like sony or every time it was like hey hideo baby 
this game's really cool and stuff. Like, I think the gamers want a little more, you know, more pew pew in their game. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. like, all right, I'll put some pew pew in there for you. Because literally, the gun mechanics were literally lifted straight from Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah, which is like great gun mechanics. Don't get me wrong, the guns feel good and stuff, mm. but they feel so detached and like so ham had like thrown in at the last minute that. Yeah. I was like, I don't, I'd rather not even have this in the game, you know? I'd much rather... I just wail on them. Yeah, it's like, or like, if you like, be a lot more interesting to me if, okay, you're thrown into a combat scenario. Like, we, there's no indication in the game that Sam Bridges knows how to use a, a machine gun, to my knowledge. No. But he, for some reason, is able to th whip grenades and throw, and like, use machine guns without any problem. Yeah. Um, so I kept thinking, like, it would have been a lot cooler if, like, you're dropped in these combat scenarios and... You, maybe you can use ladders and, like, grappling ropes to make your way yeah. through these areas with what you've learned. That's just, like, my gameplay, gamer brain being, like, use what you've learned. But, yeah. anyway, I don't have anything to say about the combat. I think it's boring and detached and doesn't need to be there. It's really bad. Yeah. It's, it's just, like, there's nothing else to do but punch. Yeah. Like, so why wouldn't you just punch? The Higgs battle's kind of Right, the Higgs, the, the boss fights in this game are kind of cool. Yeah. And, you know, there's some cool weapons, like the very infamous piss and blood grenades. Yeah. You make literal, because Sam's blood is used to fight these BTs or ghosts. He's a repa repatriate. Repatriate. Um, so but... He can uh, hurt things that are in between yes. life and death. Uh, so that's, like, cool, and there's a couple of really cool boss fights. We'll get maybe just more, like, into the spoiler section, but, yeah. uh, yeah, feels very meh. Well, there's one, to lead this back into the director's cut, there is a, there's an extra new set of missions that I did that are oh, only, really? they're only the director's cut missions. I was not aware of these. Please and tell. The Ruin Shelter, I think they're called, so you have to go back to the eastern side. So there's three sections, eastern, central, and then the I think they're just called the western side, yep. which is just like one little area. Sure. But if you go back to the eastern side, I did it after I beat everything, mm -hmm. you go into this Ruin Shelter, and I don't want to spoil it because there is plot things, something to do with Fragile that's interesting oh. in there. But there is one section you go in, and it's it's very tongue-in-cheek. It's the clip that you saw me post on Twitter. Right. Where Norm... Nor I always call him Norman. Norman pulls out of... <laughs> there's, he comes into this area where there's a bunch of really high elite guards. Like, if you went in and tried to punch them like normal, you weren't gonna win. Yeah. Like, they were, like, too strong. So you, you have to be sneaky. So it's definitely a tongue-in-cheek, like, ooh, Metal Gear. Me like, well, yeah, right, like, yeah, the homage is to Metal Gear Solid. Yes. Yeah. So he pulls, you know, he sees a a box and he pulls it on the ground and he jumps inside it and he looks really stupid and he gives up and then you start to it was really cute it was really just like hee -hee, like it was just fun yeah but anyways you go to fight those guys and it really just shows how much worse combat is compared to metal gear solid 5 right because it's literally trying to pretend to be metal gear solid 5 for like two minutes but in those two minutes, you're like, wow, I really, very <laughs> much obvious. Rather much rather Metal Gear Solid 5. <laughs> yeah, like, I wish that that could just be this sure. game for, like, two minutes mm -hmm. right now. Because it's not, like, you try to sneak up behind them and the stealth is so much worse. Mm -hmm. And they, the AI for noticing you is trash compared to Metal Gear. And, like, right. you have no tools to distract them. You just have to hope they turn around. And ah. when they finally see you, you pull out your gun and you can't shoot them with real bullets. You can only shoot them with the safety bullets or else they'll die and explode and all this. it's just like <laughs> none of it's that rewarding or fun and like that was the most obvious time that it was boring like sure. when it was okay. like trying to do that and it made me go wow you really aren't doing it good never mind right okay. and all you have to do is kill like seven dudes in a room and it was just like oh my god it was just not good but it was it was just a fun freebie moment yeah but i think that 
Because that was like a contained example. Normally mm-hmm. you're just open in a field punching dudes. Yeah. And you're kind of like, ah, I don't really know what this feels like. Ah. But when they put me in like a familiar setting of like a room with five, or, you know, six or seven dudes that you have yeah. to kill and be sneaky. Sure. It made you realize there's no mechanics in place that mm-hmm. make that feel good. Right. It's just punch and shoot. Okay. That's it. And crouch. So that's a director's cut bonus. So why don't you tell me more about these director's cut bonuses and differences? I'm very curious. I, I know very, I like, I played Death Stranding at launch and in the, the first part of 2020. So yeah. it's still relatively fresh in my mind, but there's definitely some stuff when I was watching playing like, oh, that's new. That's, that's definitely new. So why don't yeah. you tell me about these differences? I'm curious. Well, the haptic feedback's insanely good. Well, yeah, I imagine. The haptic feedback's the best part of the PS5 anyway, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Oh, it felt <laughs> so good. And they clearly spent hundreds of hours on it because yeah. everything feels good like if so like there's tons especially with me- i almost called it metal gear with death stranding you're holding things you're holding your straps in your backpack if you hold things in your hand mm-hmm. it like when you're holding something it doesn't go all the way down it's almost like you are holding like a box in your hand like the right. handle and stuff like that oh, that feels cool. so cool when you're going over rocks it bumps different than if you're going through water than if you're going on grass if you're climbing something and it literally it gets to the point that if i went to back to like a ps4 controller it would feel like my hands were naked playing it which is like a weird thing to say but like you get so used to it 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 is an immersion factor Mm -hmm. it feels so good yeah like i'm trying to think even when you're soothing bb and you're going like this and you actually move the control up and down you can feel the weight it's almost like you know in an elevator where you get like you get to your floor and it lifts up and then let goes you can feel like the weight of bb Mm -hmm. in it like going up and down and you're like oh my god, It like even if it only is like an ounce, it feels like a little baby in my controller. Like, it's yeah, crazy. Cute. And they did it for everything. And there's some, with a game that's so focused on weight and weight distribution and like carry mm-hmm. capacity and stuff, it just mm-hmm. makes sense mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. have that be as flushed out as possible. So that felt really good. Right. Um, that was probably the, the biggest change I noticed. Sure. I never played it normally, so I looked it up. But mm. the, so the, um... The launcher things. You the can, catapults. Yeah, yeah. Those are only director's cut. You right. stick st- I never used those, though. No? Like, they weren't very good. Okay. It was like... Would they break your stuff? No, because it, like, you open up a parachute and it falls. Oh. But, like, I don't know. Maybe it's because the way I played it. Like, I set up all the highways, so I didn't really need to sure. do that. There was, like, one or two times where I was in the mountains. And I was mm-hmm. like, eh, that'll maybe save me 40 seconds to just shoot it up. Right. The time it takes you to load it in, shoot it, mm-hmm. watch it go, wee and then open the parachute and fall yeah. you could have just run right so it's like not the best i guess it's just options for options sake like just more yeah. options is always good i guess for those kind of people who want to have a huge catapult to launch yeah. cargo yeah and then what else is new there's tons of new cosmetic things right you can get better bb bb suit custom colors and yeah dumb shit like that but mm-hmm. it feels good yeah sure. uh what's other things I looked them up. Maybe I'll peek again really quick. <laughs> and you can quietly watch. Me well, yeah, we'll, no, we'll edit all this out. We'll get there. No, we don't edit it out. It's <laughs> got differences. I looked at a big long list. Oh, I just, I didn't even type Dust Stranding. But I think <laughs> it, you know, it looks a lot better on oh, PS5. Oh, yeah, it looks, I mean, yeah, the game graphically is amazing. It looks gorgeous. Using a, it's using a Gorilla's Decima engine, which was used for Horizon Zero Dawn. It's cool, because yeah. there's a couple of Horizon Zero Dawn references in the game. You'll see oh, yeah. Aloy will be outside bases waving at you and stuff, and you'll see the big giraffe things. 
that look that have like the, the they're, watchers. They're like the towers you activate in Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn. Like they're there. It's the cool. Long necks. The long necks. Yeah, it's cool. Um, the float the floating carriers can follow you on zip lines. That's huge. Oh yeah, that wasn't in the original. Right? I did so that. I never used them. <laughs> so. You can have you can't bring two on because eventually you get two. Well, that'd be, kind of, that'd be kind of broken. But yeah, <laughs> as if one isn't broken. Mm-hmm. But you can uh, so when you go on a zip line now it hangs above your head and yeah. oh my god that was a game changer because I set up like a lot of my quick things through the mountains through zip lines and right. I could only usually bring like whatever much on my back but now I could bring like three hundred whatever the unit of measurement is yeah. with me because I was using that so that was great. Um, just more customization options. The monster energy drink is removed, which is just probably like a licensing ex- yeah. expiration. And that was weird in the original anyway. It's just like, oh, here, drink your monster energy. Like, you're in this dystopian America where literally nothing exists anymore except for monster energy drink. It's, it's, like, it's again, him bl- trying to blend in, like, what we put, that box that we put games in. Sure. Because you'll see monster energy drinks in movies, and you'll see Starbucks cups and Coca-Cola cans and all that stuff. Why, yeah. why don't we have that in games as much? Well, I guess in this game, it's like, it's kind of like... You know, when you're resting in your room, you want to take a swig because it gives you bonuses outside. Mm-hmm. So it just feels weird that it's like Monster Energy is not only in this world, but it is a crucial part in your adventure. You <laughs> must drink your Monster Energy drink. Yeah. Norman Reedus. Of the ride. <laughs> of the ride. Of the Walking Dead. I guess the highways didn't go into the mountains before. Ah, no, they certainly didn't. I have them all up in there. Crazy. You can go all around and go around Hartman's lab and come back around. Oh, nice. That would have been... Yeah. Uh, no wonder you're going to apply it in this game. It seems a lot easier to get around in this version. I know. Um, that's pretty much it. All right. Like, those are the big ones. It's a lot of quality of life changes. Delivery bots show up, and then the the ruined shelter, mm-hmm. like, bonus mission, which is have does have interesting plot things in it. Yeah. Like, I'm sure you would actually want to know what happens in there, because it makes you understand Fragile a bit better. Yeah. I mean, I guess now we can talk maybe fragile. based on talk about Fragile. Like, who's Fragile? Who are these characters? People wondering who we're talking about. They're wacky, Ben. There's a lot of characters in this game. A lot of, a lot of stuff going on. You know, they obviously... We keep calling Norman Reedus, but Sam Porter Bridges, who is our main hero, he is the son of the president of the United States of America, who is a woman. So plus one for Kojima. (laughs) He rushes to the doctor, the president says, president, anoint my son. And the president says, that's my son. How is this possible? The woman's a president. Oh, Oh. oh. sorry. (laughs) No, it's good. Um... So yeah, the, she dies. She dies very early in the game, which is not that's not a spoiler. She crawls on him like a zombie. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird, but she so, just wouldn't touch him. Yeah, Sam Porter Bridges wants to get across America. He meets a lot of wacky characters. Along. The whole point is trying to find his sister Amelie, who is at um, west. At west, go west, my son. The, that classic theme of like again American like industrialism and success is going west. So mm-hmm. plays into that for sure. So go west, find Amelie. You're 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 helped by Die Hard Man, who is not a Mega Man boss who gives you the powers of Bruce Willis. Nope. Uh, he's just a dude in a mask. Uh, okay, here. This is for this. I'll cut this part to be before what I'm about to do a big spoiler in a few seconds. So how about from now on out? There's spoilers. There's spoilers. Okay. Okay. And spoilers. Now I'm cutting to me about to do the big spoiler. <laughs> who's sort of like the acting president when the president dies kind of he becomes the president yes well that's that's a huge spoiler that's the end <laughs> anyway well, spoilers and we're back from me spoiling spoilers but yes <laughs> die hard man who <laughs> wow you just literally spoiled it so nonchalantly <laughs> 
Yeah, Amelie is the end of the world. Uh, there's Dead Man, played by Guillermo del Toro's body, and another guy's name I don't know. He's just a Frankenstein. He's literally like, Frankenstein. I'm Frankenstein. It's Monster, not Frankenstein the Doctor. No. Uh, Frankenstein's Monster. Then there's Fragile, who's fragile, but, but not, not that, that fragile. fragile. Uh, Mama, and... <laughs> How to go, Mama? <laughs> Mama, who's, I wish he said that. What's his Lockney? Lockney. This is both played by Margaret Qualley. Uh, she's cute. She is cute. She's a great actress. Um, she was good in this, actually. She's very good. She's a good actress. She's really, ever seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No, I didn't. Great in that movie. Um, I know you like that movie. Very, very good. Uh, who am I missing? Hartman, played by Nicholas Stephen Wending. Referring, is he in it too? No, it just looks like. Oh, <laughs> he looks like Hartman. Uh, played by Nicholas Wending, referring's body, but not his voice. Weird. Played by his body. What yeah. a weird... It's weird to think about weird it. thing. And basically all these guys are helping Sam get across America. And why is he trying to get across America? Because they need to connect again. Because this huge... I guess we'll just talk about the story since we're into spoilers. Mm-hmm. I mean... I'm gonna. You're probably gonna correct me because you you're a lot, a lot fresher in your mind. I'm gonna yeah. try to go from where my brain was okay, in 2020. Okay, go and I'll interrupt when it's incorrect. Okay, this so, is fun. There's a cataclysmic it's the opposite. event called the Death Stranding that happened, which essentially killed a lot of people in America yeah. and created BTS, right? Which yeah. is short for Beach Things. Yeah. <laughs> beach Things, which are essentially the spirits of the dead that haunt the world trying to pull you into the the beach they're essentially in purgatory is the easiest way to explain it in normal person words they're in purgatory and if they catch you and they kill you in this world when you die your body becomes literally a nuke yeah like it explodes is that and that you explode because of the death stranding because it gives everybody a disease right no, it's not so much a disease. It's just that <laughs> we're trying to figure this out for everybody as we discuss it. <laughs> Corellium is the thing. Like, yes. so Mama's body has Corellium in it, so she doesn't void out. Remember that void whole thing? out? Yes, that's what it's called. So, <sighs> <laughs> so fucking convoluted, but it's hilarious. Yeah. Essentially, if you die, your body—it's like it—it's because purgatory has seeped into. From what I understand, that because purgatory, if I'm going to explain it normally, yeah, has sure. seeped into the world of the living, when you die, it's like your body doesn't know how to exist here and also be in purgatory in the same area. Oh, okay. So it's like, right. oh, yes. your purgatory self is like, why is my body still here? And mm-hmm. then your body's like, ah, and explodes, mm-hmm. is the easiest way to describe right. it, I suppose. Because you become a BT when you explode. Yes. And you essentially are in purgatory now but you're still in the land of the living which is mm-hmm. why you're just like this horrible thing that wants to destroy everything because you shouldn't be there yeah okay so you don't we don't want the void outs to happen no. so when someone dies you have to throw their body in an incinerator which what sam Porterbridge does to his mom at the start of the game first mission baby um and i guess in this world which explained that because everyone is essentially no one wants to be hurt they essentially everyone lives underground or in huge walled cities yeah so to not to be exposed to the elements, and then delivery men like Norman Reedus, are now literally like they're the only ones out Essential there. Essential workers. Yeah, as, I mean, see, see what this game hit me really hard during the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> because in my real job, I'm also a delivery man, so it kind of <laughs> was like ah, weird. Um, well, it's just and they, they all the masks. They talk about masks every other minute. Masks and, and essential services yeah. and curbside delivery. Like yeah. it's 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 kind of crazy. Six. He wants to be six feet apart from everybody. Yeah, he, he doesn't, doesn't like. He doesn't them. want to touch anybody uh, because these things like touch you and like he was he had a big accent that's why he's covered in all the hands. Yeah. Um, well, his dooms makes it so he gets bruised by. Now, people. what is dooms? Why don't you tell people what dooms is? 
Well, I'm going to go into spoilers. Yeah, we're, we're, we're in spoilers. Okay, well, essentially, the reason that he has dooms is because he... This is a huge spoiler. Yeah, we're in spoilers. Okay. Spoilers. <laughs> spoilers across the screen. <laughs> Sam was the first BB. Sam was BB1. Yeah. So BB1 was Cliff Unger's child. Played by Mads Mikkelsen. Who was also good. And we even talk about Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, he's awesome. No. Baby, uh, where's my baby? <laughs> give me back my baby. Give uh, me back my baby. So when they when Cliff Unger was shot, they also shot BB. Yeah. Um, and then Amelie, who is Bridget and Amelie. Bridget being the mother, the president of the United yeah. States of America. Yes. Yep. So Bridget, Bridget and Amelie are the same person. It's the Ha and Ka. So the Ha exists in the real world and the Ka exists in the spiritual world, or it might be the opposite, but I'm just going to say that from here on out. That's what I think it is. So Amelie is the Ka who exists purely on the beach and Bridget is the Ha who continues in the real world Mm -hmm. and she dies of cancer because I think that you can't do that unless you get cancer or something. They say that at one point. Mm -hmm. Um, So essentially Amelie takes BB1, which is Sam, Back to the beach, mm-hmm. and he's dead. He's been shot, and he's like a newborn baby, so he's hella dead. Mm-hmm. But she brings him back to life at the beach. So Sam's ha. I could explain what a beach is as well. Oh. <laughs> Beaches. Everyone has a beach, right? Yes. Everyone yes. has a beach. And Amelie's beach is like the beach of all beaches because she's yeah. this specific thing called. An ex- extinction entity. Extinction entity. So it's all uh, the and way. To be clear, it's quite literally a beach with yeah, water like and sand. There. You go there. It's a beach. And anyway, it, go on. You know, and the whole thematic thing is like beach things are like whales and dolphins are dead everywhere, and it's kind of the thematic ties to like BTS are like beach things. Yeah. It's like a whale is so close to the water. But it's the fact that it's on the sand, it's dead, but it can live for a while, but it's going to die. Like, yep. all this kind of, like, you know, that's the thematic tie. It's a beach thing. Mm-hmm. What do they call it? There's something, it's like creatious beaching or something yep. like that. I can't think of it. Um, what am I even talking about? Well, that's... So everyone has a beach. <laughs> Amelie <laughs> is what's called an extinction entity. Mm-hmm. And there's been five extinctions throughout history. Yep. Um, it's the Big Bang. The Big Bang just started everything. Right. Oh, no, sorry. I meant the, the meteorite to kill the dinosaurs. That's one of them, right? Dinosaurs, Neanderthals. What are those little things? With the, it's a... It's, um... Leviosa. The, the fossil that's like a swirly. This is an A. Almanite. Almanite. That's a Pokemon. I know, but it's based <laughs> off Same that. that. Almanites, um... She's the she's the sixth, right? Well, the de- and the Death Stranding is the other one, is it not? This is... She's the sixth. Death Stranding is the fifth? The Death Stranding is the sixth. I thought the Death Stranding already happened. It's happened five times. There's ext- Well, I guess... I don't oh, know they're all they're, Death Strandings? I don't think they're all Death... St- well, they're all extinction events. I don't know if they're all Death Stranding. I guess this is very confusing. So there's five of them, and every time there's, like, an entity that represents that extinction, and it's like... They have um, umbilical cords attached mm-hmm. to them still, and mm-hmm. they. When you're talking to Hartman in his lab, he explains this to you and shows you a nice PowerPoint presentation for like 40 minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> explains it to you, but it's also very like, oh my god, it's hard to listen to. But right. essentially, Amelie's sole purpose is to destroy life. Like that's mm-hmm. like why she was created. They don't really explain like who did that or like if there's a god who decides that this is a thing. Sure. But it's kind of interesting. The whole premise is that like. Yeah life needs this challenge in order to get better Mm -hmm. and although extinction entities are supposed to completely squash life 
because they grow attached to it, they always leave a little sliver mm-hmm. so it can keep going. Sure. So that's why when they wipe out the dinosaurs, there's still some mammals that live that keep going and whatever. So mm-hmm. when you hug her at the end, which, oh my God, I could talk about. But mm-hmm. maybe we'll we'll talk get into it. Later. We'll talk about it. I think it's important to talk about. You hug her at the end when she's essentially like, do you want me to destroy the world or not? Say, say so right now, quick. Mm-hmm. And you hug her and essentially her coming to terms with like, okay, this is worth this is worth it. I'm gonna hold off and not kill y'all right now and give you as much time as you need mm-hmm. instead of just squashing you now and getting it over with. Essentially, like mac- micro mic macro micro conceptions of like whether life is worth sure. living. If you take a huge step back and look at an ant, you're like whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you were the ant, you would be like, don't kill me. If I have a family, I like it's like the right. same logic. Yes, it's interesting when you. I'm gonna give you a chance to breathe here because that was a lot. That was, was actually lot. that was very mean. I don't know. I can't speak for our listeners and viewers, but that made a lot of sense to me. And it's interesting that uh, this is actually this is. I mean, I know you've never played Mass Effect, right? But this is literally the Not Reapers really. in Mass Effect. Is that they want to wipe out the like every there's cycles. They come around every million years and yeah. wipe and wipe out the world, and they leave a little bit of human. And they think it's a good thing. It's like Thanos. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's essentially it's like you know this is these aren't new ideas. Is what I guess no. I'm trying to say of like wiping out. Starting this is, over. This is like the first philosophers. Constantly. Yeah, powers greater than us essentially coming and dictating how we flow through history, which yeah. is really cool because I think this game does a really good job of you know the whole time you're working to build up connections with the country with like not just you know obviously in the game it's America, yeah. the United State, the United Cities of America at this point, uh, but also like by the time you play through the end of the game, you've made connections with potentially thousands of players online right through, yeah. your, through your ladders through you found some guy's motorcycle and you really needed it in a swamp when you're running from bts one time yeah so like the whole point of like and, we'll, and we'll, we're going to talk about why you don't like the, the the amelie hug scene and why i disagree with you about it okay <laughs> because um i guess to, to set up this scene again we're, we're well we're still in spoiler territory this is this is all spoilers i mean if you're, you're still here they, yeah you're know. essentially you reach a point in the game where like the whole point of the game is you get to amelie and the west on her beach yeah and you get to her and she's you know what what Haley's just explained very well this extinction entity she's gonna wipe everything out she's and, but, a natural part of life yes essentially like as much as eating food and like living and dying is she also yeah. is part of that she's sure. just like a grander mechanism yeah like, there's already been five, she's just the sixth, it's a natural thing, she needs to wipe out the earth, and since she's, she sees the earth suffering so much, she's like, why don't I just do it now, yeah. and save y'all some hurt, Yeah. or I could wait, and you guys could have a little time left, is, like, yeah. her logic, but, like... But in the way she sets up that question, she also gives Sam a gun, Yes. that, you know, if you want me to not wipe out the world, shoot me, Yeah. which would stop... And I was like... Haley tried to shoot her in the head immediately. Because obviously. But like. I've met children in my travels. I've met people who are getting course. married. I want them to live. But I'm, I mean, I think, and to be fair, uh, I understand where you're coming from. Because I also tried to shoot Amelie immediately. Yeah. It didn't work because it doesn't work. And Haley tried for like 15 minutes to kill this woman. That <laughs> doesn't let you kill her. Because the whole the, the whole lesson the game is trying to teach you. Yeah. Especially in regards to Sam's personal character development. Is, make, is him trying to letting people in and making connections and Amelie is the most important person to him. Yeah. So, you know, him embracing her is, his, is which is a huge moment because he doesn't let people touch him. But when no. he embraces her, that's a huge moment of, you know, telling her, I'm not, please don't do this, but not with shooting her in the head, 
but like with love and with connection and with kindness, yeah. right? Not doesn't, and that's one of the, that doesn't necessarily translate well to gameplay, which like what you're saying, and I totally agree with I, you. Well, it's not even that. It's not even the plot. I just yeah. think the setup of that scene, like from a gameplay perspective, sure. is absolutely trash. Yeah, because at that point, maybe Pidio just put a cutscene in instead of like having the player try to guess what to do properly. I hated what, it. Yeah, but but do you like like the message of it? No. It's, why? <laughs> it's that's literally. But so you want the world to end? No. I think there was such a more interesting way to handle that scene. And you know me, I liked it up to that point. I completely, like, any kind of flow I had with what they were talking about, with the plot, with all the wider themes, and he spends so much time Mm -hmm. making these themes, like, intertwined, which is even a theme, with all the rest of the game. Like, he puts so much effort into it, and I appreciate it so much. As soon as that scene hit me where Amelie's like, do what you will. And she even phrased, like, you have a choice, Sam. Like, mm-hmm. here's your big baby choice. Think about it really hard. Think, think, think. Do you want mm-hmm. this or that? So I'm standing there, and I have a gun in my hand as Sam. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, maybe some people knew to put the gun away and run up to her and hug her. No. But I tried shooting her, and it was game over screen. She caused the end of the world. I tried running up to her with the gun and just, like, getting in front of her and stuff, and it was, like, game over, you'd lose. I tried putting the gun away, turning around and running away. Nope, game over screen. I Mm. tried running in front of her and, like, getting in front of her to stop her from walking. Nope, game over screen. And then it was like, what the hell do I do? And I literally got to a point where I was, like, mad. And all the, like, impressiveness that I even, or, like, immediately, like, okay, yeah, whoa. I'm Mm -hmm. thinking about things. Like, I'm using my brain. Like, this is interesting. I'm being... This is thoughtful. This is interesting. It was like, like big, huge concrete wall. And then I was like pissed for like half an hour until I got back and do it again. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to put the gun away, walk up behind her and press R2 to hug. And it only, the prompt only shows up if you have the gun away. Sure. There's but, a huge margin for error there. I don't think it's a huge margin for error. There's, There's like tons four... of people that would do the wrong thing and get frustrated. But like, I had to Google how to get through a cutscene. I find it very hard to believe that the thought of just putting your gun away and seeing what would happen, well, and once I, you realize that your bolts didn't work, didn't occur to you. I, guess I put my, my gun thing. away and I stood there and I w- watched her walk away, which but, I thought was the only other option. But like, And you're telling me that I'm supposed to think I should go hug her well, when not Sam necessarily doesn't a hugger, want to touch but like, a, But like, I think you're really discrediting... Like, I think by the, at this point, I mean, maybe you just didn't give a shit 35 hours in about the, and I'm, I'm not saying you didn't, but like, and like, I'm just like, I'm just trying to put myself in like a shoes of like your average gamer here yeah, playing the game. And they're enjoying the game. Like you were mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I tried shooting her that to her. and maybe get your first game over screen. And then you maybe said, okay, well I have to do something like this isn't how the game ends. Yes. Right? So I, I was trying, I know, but, but you didn't try putting your gun away and just running up to her. I find that very hard to believe. I tried putting my gun away and standing there. It didn't okay, work. And right. keep in mind that the, this takes like two minutes to get through everything. every, every plate. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like it's 20 seconds and you just rapid fire. Keep trying. Shot her. It didn't work. Put gun away. Didn't work. Ran away. Didn't work. Ran in front of her. I ran away. <laughs> and then, well, maybe I just got unlucky that I didn't shoot her and I walked up with my gun. And then when I got in front of her, I put it away and tried to stop her and it wouldn't let me hug her. I just think... You can only hug her from behind? Yeah, because you're embracing her. You're, t- you're stopping her. I'm just saying Sam that, like... Sam doesn't want to hug anyone. I Why th- should I think... Because he's grown and developed throughout the whole game. But he hasn't... Yeah, he's grown, but I haven't seen him hug anyone. 
Up to the point he hasn't oh hugged anyone. I'm just saying. He's let Fragile do the transport with head the, thing. With the, thema- Barely. the themes of the games, the theme of the game, as you're playing through it, maybe, I don't know, because for me, it makes a lot of, like, you, you talked earlier about, here's your big choice, Sam, but there's really no choice at all. And you got, and like, for, and for, for, and like, don't get me wrong, I'm not disagreeing with you that it doesn't, I don't think it comes off as well as Kojima wanted it to. I agree with you. I just think. Don't make me think I have a choice if I have none. But like, the, but you don't have a choice. There is no choice. The choice, there's never was a choice, but you like, you have to, like, killing your sister isn't a choice. And letting the if world, she and is that, a can nuke. I, can I finish? If my sister's can I a nuke. Can I finish? I'm about to kill can everyone. I I want to I'm about my, to kill everyone. Finish my point. It's a really good point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mad because you know I'm right. Frankie, <laughs> but like the choice, the, the choice between shooting your sister in the head or letting the world go to hell is no choice at all, right? Like that's not the, neither of those are good choices. Yeah, of course. So there has to be another choice, which is of course putting the gun away, literally putting the violence away, the strife away, uh, and go and like. I'm making it sound a lot better than it comes off in game. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying there's certainly a method, a line of logic here that I think you just missed and that you're getting maybe more mad than you should that you missed it. All I'm saying is Amelie looked me in my eyes and said, shoot me or don't. But she's not talking to you. She's talking to Norman Reedus. I'm Norman Reedus. If you're Norman Reedus, you wouldn't shoot your sister in the head. But I tried to stop her otherwise. And it no, just, you didn't. You ran away from her. I ran away and I ran in front of her. <laughs> I ran in front and of I her. just, I put the gun away and watched her. And I try, I tried not to hurt her. Uh-huh. My first instinct was to hurt her. Yeah, you got me. I tried to shoot her. <laughs> but like, that's because she literally was like, yeah, yeah. BRB, I'm going to go destroy the world. This and is, I just is... came from a cutscene where I was, all my friends were like, we love you. And I was like, oh, I love my friends. And they sent me to the beach to go. You love your friends. Wouldn't you bring that love to your sister? Is all I'm saying. If she's gonna destroy, I don't know a hug's gonna work either. A hug always works. <laughs> this is the quality game makeup content uh, people come for. Is I these... hated that scene. Okay, and that's fair. I get it. I get it. I understand where you're coming from. I truly do. It just it goes against every intuition I had up to that point that the game is Tommy. It's Tommy. <laughs> Played Sam. too much Watch Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> it's Tommy. Sam doesn't like to touch people. Don't. It's Tommy. Mm-hmm. It's taught me. It told me over and over in that one cutscene leading up to it that I'll have a choice. Here's my choices: choices, choice, two choices, two choices. Mm-hmm. And then even when I got it wrong, it wasn't clear what to do. Like the game wasn't like she wasn't like, you know, maybe Norman Reedus could be like, "There's got to be a third option." Or say something like that. But like, or, don't, don't you know. think? Like forty hours into the game, maybe the writer like Hideo Kojima and his other writers. I'm just putting a little bit of faith in the player to maybe figure it out. Like, do you really need the game to spell out to you, go hug Amelie? I had, I had absolutely no thought to do that. I think it's just, I think maybe there's some wires crossed between you and the game, specifically. Because you're the only person, because I've talked to a lot of people about this game, and you're the only person who was like, fuck that part. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> but I get it. I get it. I do. I just think we're never going to agree on that. No, that's fine. That's, that's, that's fine. It was poopy. Um... That was a lot we just talked about here. A lot of different parts of the ending here. I want to focus... Before we get into, like... Well, I, I did want to mention... The oh, go ahead, please. thing that I didn't think about until after I beat it. Mm-hmm. Was that because Sam was saved on the beach... Yes. ...and brought back to life on the beach, he's almost like the opposite... I don't know if this is true or not, but Ooh. maybe just the way that I think about it. The fact that his blood hurts BTs is because 
his spirit. Oh. It's like because his ha and ka are also split. Yeah. Where like his body was saved on the beach. And while I think he can still come to the human world, it still means that his ka technically is dead. Because he died. Yeah. And but he was only brought back to life. His ha. It's almost like he's just ha. So it's almost like that's the reason he can hurt things is because mm-hmm. he's not both things. He's one. He's like Harry or Potter. Or he's both and the Ka is still... Ex- I don't know. He's like Harry Potter in Harry Potter 7. <laughs> it's like... When he comes he's back to He's a Horcrux. He's a Horcrux confirmed. Dude, just, I can just picture like the YouTube th- thumbnail where like the big arrow is pointing to like Norman Reed's like Horcrux. <laughs> <laughs> that's the title. No, uh, this is a Horcrux confirmed. <laughs> I love it. That's the title of this episode. Uh, that or like Amazing. I don't know. That's gonna be we're I gonna mean, be like clickbait. The other title I think maybe we should title this episode and what I feel about this game as a whole is that Death Stranding is a big old mess. It's a big sloppy mess. It's a big sloppy mess. And I kind of love it for it, though. And I don't know if you'll agree with me, because we've talked like a lot from the gameplay to the story. Yeah. And before we get into why I think it's a big mess, I want to talk about quickly about the meta, the meta aspects of this game, which are amplified again by Troy Baker's Higgs character. Because even from the beginning of the game, your first fight with Higgs... He's like, you know, he has this whole big thing. Aren't you tired of the grind, Sam? Don't you just want to quit? And yeah. at that point in the game, you're like, we don't have any of these upgrades. I'm like, yeah, going from point A to point B fucking With no sucked. Legs. It sucked. Yeah, and, that, and it ties into, you know, Higgs' character. And, like, we didn't really explain his motivation. Because, to be honest, I'm still a little unclear about what Higgs was trying to do. He's trying to, like, make the extinction entity happen, essentially. He wants yeah. the world to blow up because yeah. he's a terrorist and... Well, he's... Blah, blah, blah. The easiest way to think about him is, I think he's like Thanos. I think yeah. he sees people suffering and he says, eh, let's just end it. This yeah. is the... It's almost like, this is a horrible metaphor, but like seeing your pet yeah. be really sick and sure. suffering. It's like, are you an asshole for letting them keep living? Right. I think that's super dumb to apply that philosophy to a world where there's like a trillion people. Sure. I don't know if there's a trillion and de- there's definitely no. not. They're all dead. Yeah. But like, you can't be so... You can't take such a big step back that you're like, ah, oh, the world right. sucks now, destroy it, when so many people are living their lives happily. That yes. doesn't make any sense. I think, and that's another thing that took me out when Amelie was like, I just think I might just end it. I'm like, you're a bitch! I'm like, yeah. fuck you! Like, Well, like, yeah, because that's a terrible, like, that's never, that's been going, this is again, I'm going to show off my little philosophy degree here, but like the Nietzschean philosophy of being like, you know, people who think the world is meaningless and give up are like cowards. Like, that's uh-huh. not... You know, once you realize that, yeah, things are kind of crappy and pointless and shitty, then you can thrive because you're aware of, but you can thrive and try to be better. Which it's, is a quick little Nietzschean detour here. Well, this, that kind of leads into when he's talking to the president. Yes. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> the new president. The new president. Die Hardman. Die Hardman. And, he, and Norman, <laughs> Sam, says to him, don't don't not be scared of death. Like, mm-hmm. who would ever want a president that isn't scared of death? Sure. That's stupid. Because right. then you'll never protect people effectively. Sure. It's essentially what he just learned from Amelie. Mm-hmm. Like, Amelie was like, eh, we should just kill everyone. And he was like, no. No? <laughs> so he's just <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's true. And it's uh, just like, I don't know. It's just, it's really boring to me. That, that philosophy? That concept. That, that like, oh, what do you think? Well, it's like, 
Well, you just drudged me through a game where I met a bunch of individual people who I helped to thrive. Well, yeah, but I don't think the game is supporting that philosophy. No, but, like, it just made me roll my eyes at Amelie because there was no merit to her arguments. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Hideo Kojima is about as subtle as a brick to the head most yeah. of the time. <laughs> like, Can we talk about that? Is well, it... yes, but very quickly. <laughs> I, I, st- I don't want to lose my thought of this meta-narration meta yeah. thing. Because I really think it's really interesting because I love... Again, Troy Baker, like, aren't you tired of the grind? Why don't you give up? And then literally, you know, when you fight him at the end of the game, he's like, are you ready for it, Sam? A good old-fashioned boss fight. Yeah. Like, it's awesome. It's very... Yeah. And then and then you literally have a, a fight night health bars on the screen, punching yeah. him in the head. And, like, it's kind of weirdly... It feels very video gamey and like very purposely in that intent. Yeah, which there's is, like health bars. There's little health bars and like and in the game, like, like that's doesn't really that's not like the UI in this game is very I mean, not the actual menus, but the actual on screen HUD is like pretty minimal. Yeah. The menus are insane and convoluted and yeah. oh my god, it's nuts. Uh but yeah, I just really like that meta narration because hmm. it's definitely a game that wants to comment on video games as a medium as well. Like, yeah. We're essentially, like, again, what we were saying at the very top of the episode, it turns what is usually boring fetch quests and other open world games into the central, like, mechanic in this game. Yeah. It's a commentary on that, I think. And that's all. Well, there's anyway. tons of meta. Like, you yeah. stare at Norman's dick long enough, he looks at the screen and gets mad at you. He gets mad at you. He, he winks at he'll you. He'll point you at the shower. He's like, hey, I, want, I should take a shower. Like, yeah. I stink. Like, I'm tired. Like, let's go to bed. Yeah. And, you know, like, he'll talk to the player sometimes. Like, oh, I almost fell. Like, yeah. if you make him fall, be like, well, how the hell that happened? Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's these weird, like... And that's been in Kojima games since Metal Gear Solid 1. He's very meta. He's like, ah, look at the audience. This makes well, it smart. Waka waka. This makes me But clearly smart. you have something to say about Hideo Kojima's brick writing style. So I'm curious, please. Oh my god, I can't. Get, I can't because I'll, cause I'll get in trubs. By who? The internet. I don't think the internet's going to be here that Hideo Kojima's sometimes sort of a bad writer, if that's what you're worried about. I think he's so good at the steppy-backy stuff. Yeah. He's very good at themes and tying in themes with gameplay. Mm -hmm. He's amazing at making the game, the the shit that I love, making the gameplay elements the themes. Making gameplay a theme. Like, that is, that is truly the, like... It's very well put. That's truly, like, the goal. Yeah. Because if you can make the thematic element, the, the interactivity, you're going to make somebody become obsessed with your game in, like, five minutes. Yeah. Because you're playing the purpose. Mm-hmm. That's so fun. I came in, like, I came in, I don't know how to describe it better than that. I think he's fantastic at that. Sure. He sucks at writing. He, he sucks at <laughs> writing actual scenes. Like, he sure. does. Sure. Yep. <laughs> Like, listening to his scenes, Mm -hmm. going to Hart... I'll just use Hartman's Lab as an example. Right. We go to Hartman's Lab, and Hartman is cool, because he, like, has a heart attack every every 21 minutes. 21 minutes, right. And he's on the beach for three minutes trying to find his family, and he comes back, and this is his perpetual loop he does. Oh, it's Mm -hmm. so interesting. And he's able to use his time on the beach to, like, do a bunch of research, and he's starting to figure out EEs and understand all this stuff. There's such an interesting way I think he could convey that information, and instead it was stand still and listen, and to, listen to Hartman talk at you mm-hmm. for, there was one scene that was like 30 minutes. Oh, yeah, that and that's, you know. That's an episode of that's something. That's small by Kojima standards. and like There was one interesting thing where you have to wait for him to come back when he has a heart attack yeah. in the middle. I thought that was kind of funny. You kind sure. of have to just awkwardly be in his room and like look at his shit and be like. And he's literally dead in <laughs> front of you. Yeah, like that was, I thought that was cool. And yeah. I don't know. 
it's just listening to and of course the freaking peach beach line we'll we'll, we'll, we'll cut that in for people to see my reaction to that because there's a lot of moments because i agree with you because like Again, I'm a huge fan of Kojima, and he does have these moments, even in his longer cutscenes. Not cut that scenes. all of them are bad. No, no, and I and like, you know, it's almost like he can't help himself. You know, mm. it's like, you know, who's that for? Who's he talking well, that's to? What I, when and, he does and, that? and I think there might be some degree of, because I'm sure I know his English is pretty good. Yeah, but I, I'm sure he doesn't write his games in English, right? So I'm sure no, there's he a lot of them in Japanese. So there's, I'm sure there's a lot of translation issues. I bet that, they have really good. Uh, no, of course. Though. I just mean that, like, I feel like he wants to like have his cake and eat it too. Like, he wants his games to be like subtly, subtly thematic, but also he's like, but they have to know what I mean. <laughs> like yeah. he's like, I want to be subtle, but I, I can't. I gotta, I gotta yell at you. Maybe that's so genius that I can't even. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not. I agree with you. It's like you know, I'm the guy who sat like Metal Gear Solid Four. The ending cutscene is two hours long because he literally has to wrap everything up, and because you know this game introduces so many like so many things, and I know you don't want to read the emails or any of the lore. I went and read them. And there's a lot of interesting stuff in there that yeah. explains a lot of stuff. There is and a lot of Metal Gear Solid Five had the same problem, where all the interesting lore bits were in the recordings that you had to listen <laughs> Dark to. Dark Souls. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I wish it was like Dark Souls because Dark Souls. Like, I just had a thought while we yeah, said this. Please. And this kind of um, this saves him. Kojima or Kojima? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of get it now. <laughs> Wait, ah! Wait, I'm a Kojima stan. No, I love him. Kojima stan. Stan, I stan. I meant stan. Go on. It in this context, it does kind of make sense because mm-hmm. humans are such. They are what they are. Humans are what they are, and yeah. the world is some is such a bigger and more grandeur thing that has so many bigger mechanisms at play that humans and our limited identities and and selves mm-hmm. could not begin to understand what life needs to do to continue existing. Wow. So of course his name is Heartman cuz he has a heart problem <laughs> because he's just a man. Mm-hmm. Of course he's Sam Porter Bridges the porter who makes bridges because that's all he does. That is what he is. That's his identity. That's all he is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, naming is a that's been a part in all of his games. We can talk about the way he names people. Naming is very important. But of course you would name humans in the simple way yeah. in this universe where there's things going on that are so big that humans can't even understand it. Sure. Because how could they? I mean... If we were shown behind the curtain of how the universe works, we would just puke and die. Because we're just dumb monkeys yeah. who don't know anything. I mean... As much as we think we do. So I would be like computer... Blondie, and you would be like plaid flannel beer man, <laughs> plaid, plaid beardy, <laughs> because that's all we are. As much yeah. as we, our egos try to make us seem like we're bigger than that, we're just monkeys who yeah. are like slightly. I evolved. feel like you're having an existential crisis <laughs> on camera right now. <laughs> but like, I I think, and this maybe like completely erases what I just said. His scenes suck because all the people are boring and doing yeah. boring things. Mm-hmm. But that's all we can do is sit and talk. We can't do anything. We can't affect change in any way. All we can do is sit and talk. So, of course, that's what's going to happen in the cutscenes. Wow. Oh, I get it. <laughs> oh, no, I get it. But also, it's bad game. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, maybe what we're saying, like, I Death Stranding that. is a big old mess because the world's a big old mess. And, like, mm-hmm. that's just, you know, 
how else could it, it be portrayed, you know? That's yeah. interesting. Wow, you kind of brought me around. So I was like, <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, because I think... Our egos try to personalize it that we're, like, in God's image or whatever, mm-hmm. and we're special. But we, I think if we could see how things actually are, we, we yeah. couldn't even understand it. We don't have language to even wrap our brains around how things could work. Sure. Which is why when we say extinction entity, we're like, that sounds stupid. But that's just the easiest way we could ever con- conceive that's of a subject like that. That's what it is, for sure. But, like, the only way you can think about it is blonde lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can't think about it as, like, an actual thing that needs to right. occur. Right, It needs to be Amelie on the beach. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's all for today. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's sort of like. I still think the cutscenes are insane. Oh, they're boring. way too long. And like, you know. Like, but I, as, I see as, what he's going as for. As interesting as it all is, like it doesn't conduce. Like, you know, when you finish this game and you have your final big boss fight and then it's literally sitting down for, what, you sit down for two and a half, three hours and just watch cutscenes till the end? Because that's, you know, that's not great. No. Um, But there are some really great moments in the ending of this game. Um. We haven't really talked about BB or Lou all that much, which I think is a shame because I really like BB. Um, <laughs> because baby. the game is he's as Louise. Little, he, he is, Louise. She. It is a she, right? I forgot about that. BB yeah. twenty eight is a she. Yeah, but BB is is on its head. It's like how Sam connects is able to sense BTs, like you mentioned before, and he becomes a very important part. He cries. So you have to calm him down and like she. Hold, she sorry, I keep saying he <laughs> and hold hold her. I was going to say it again. <laughs> Uh, it's because the whole game you call him yeah, she, and, and then at the end you realize it's a she, like in the last second. Yes, and you form a really poignant relationship with this baby that you have. Well, Lou's what Sam was going to name his kid who died. Yes, and that's a whole other so part of Sam's plot we didn't really get into. Yeah. But uh, there's a part in this game where you don't have BB because BB gets sick and gets shut down, so uh, Dead Man has to go fix BB. And when you don't have Lou... It really sucks because you can't sense BTs. And as you're playing, you're like, man, I really wish I had Lou right now. You feel naked. You feel helpless. And you know what it's like? When you lose a child? When you lose... No. Oh, my God. I don't know where you're going. (laughs) When you lose Midna and Twilight Princess. Oh, when you lose Midna and Twilight Princess. Gosh. Bring it back to episode one. (laughs) When I had the big argument for when she's sick and you're running and there's enemies everywhere. And you're like, ah, I feel naked. I don't feel as strong. Yeah, that's fair. That's true. That's Kasame. BB is just Midna. Yeah, the same idea for sure. And then BB the, is Midna confirmed will be the title. <laughs> the uh, the ending of the game kind of has like Sam is supposed to go incinerate BB, which is very sad. And yeah. the last mission of the game is walking up to the original incinerator where the first mission happened. And yeah. I was getting really I don't know how emotional you were at that. I was I was very emotional. I was I was I was good at detaching myself a little bit because it was getting too silly. Yeah, that's fair. You also were doing it like you late, know, at night. late at night. I was doing it like. <laughs> fully engrossed and ready to do it and i and i got emotional i, I think i probably cried because i cried everything you're a big crier but like i loved it and it's very and obviously you know bb's okay at the end and it's all good but it's a very powerful moment Did you and notice how when he holds he, the bb only comes back to life when he holds her to his yes his pin yes his amelie pin nice and then lose holding it nice moment I don't know what that means, but (laughs) insinuate she brought it back to life again. Yeah, the game's ending is a mixture of, like, beating over the head with, like, we do you get it? And then nice little subtler moments like that, which really... Where you can read into them more and have fun with it. And go online and watch YouTube videos and learn about it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like the the story of this game. We just spent like I'm looking at their time now. It's like 40 minutes talking about it because it's and we and we could talk about it for another hour. I'm sure all the oh, yeah. intricacies of like we didn't really even get into Cliff Unger's character and the yeah the combat sections in World War Two and it's so weird. It's weird because Mads Mikkelsen is Sam's dad. Yes. But he doesn't, it's, it's, it's a, and again, shout out to Mads Mikkelsen, puts on a great performance in this game as well. You He's, know what always bothered me about that is like, uh, you learn that Cliff Unger is your dad, like, later. But you learn that Bridget had, uh, I can't remember the type of cancer, ovarian cancer, mm-hmm. and couldn't have children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why are you laughing? That's not Because funny. it's Sam's reaction to it. Not the, I'm not laughing at the <laughs> I'm cancer, just kidding. holy shit. I'm, just I'm laughing at the fact that someone tells him that, I can't remember who it is, I think it's that Die Hardman, he goes, mm-hmm. I guess what we learned from the notes she couldn't have kids. And Sam is like, <laughs> doesn't register. He, he doesn't even think like, I'm her kid? Or even asks the question of, where'd I come from? Like, yeah. he doesn't even, th- he doesn't even say anything. He goes, is BB live again? Like, he just yeah, like, yeah. does it. And I was like, ask the question. You just learned that your mom can't have kids. <laughs> How are you not like, huh? Right. Which right. Weird. That was yeah. just a moment I noticed, and I burst out laughing because I was like, I'm "Not gonna ask the the elephant in the room no. question there, hey Norman." Yeah, there's a lot that we could spend a lot more time. Like, there's all the stuff with Mama and like what's going on with her, but that's a whole. She's actually her sister, and her. But even when she dies, she lives inside her sister's body as a ghost. Well, the, the thing well, there the is, they're that, actually yeah. together. They were yes. one soul that got split in the womb. Yes, that's and the they're thing. They're finally together again. Rap rap rap. Bye bye, Mama. <laughs> But, you know, there's a lot we can go into that we won't for the sake of time and for the sake that it's not overtly important to the discussion of the game. But all interesting stuff. And, again, the, you should read all the lore stuff in the emails because it's all very interesting. You know what's in the emails? What's that? Who, do you know who you deliver the pizzas to? Hideo Kojima? Peter. Peter. Peter Pizzeria? <laughs> Papa John. Papa John? <laughs> Peter Englert or something, you know? Peter Engler. Why does that name sound very familiar? Well, it's not that. It's a fake name. Oh. You're delivering the pizza to Higgs. Oh. Right, because you find his, like, house. That's a trophy. That's his... That's his bunker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So when you're delivering... At the very end, when you beat Higgs, you get an email. It's like, thanks for all the pizzas. And you're like, oh! I hooked it across the world to deliver your stinky ass the pizzas. I wouldn't deliver you those pizzas, you terrorist. (laughs) (laughs) Only simps deliver pizzas to terrorists. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. That was so oh. funny. Yeah, it's That's amazing. And he's so mean about it. He's yeah. like, those are cheesy goodies. Thank <laughs> you. And I'm like, oh, I'm so mad. Yeah. Because there's one where you got to, you saw me I do saw it. you doing it, yeah. You go from the um, Time Fall Farm or mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. all the way across the entire map. Like, if this was point A, this is point B. Yep. It, and you have to run across the entire map and deliver pizzas. And one of the things is anniversary champagne, and you can oh. only hold it in your hand. Yeah. So you can't go on a car, you can't put it in a cart, you can't use a zip line, you can't use a vehicle, you can't, and so you have to hoof it. Right. And that little Higgy bastard made me <laughs> carry his champagne across America, and then he America. punched me. And he punched you in the head? Yep. But that's little, fine. You only learned that in the emails, that it was Hig. I told you to check Thanks. the emails. I always told you to check them. I, you know, Die Hardman, every two minutes, was like, hey, Sam. I've noticed you have uh, <laughs> 600 unread emails, Sam. I was like, what are you, my have phone? Have you taken the time to check your email? There's some interesting and very important things in there. Yeah. I'd be like, shh. I checked them at the end. 
You can build nice. a raceway at Timefall Farm. Isn't there racing as well? There's a racetrack that's, you can that's, build. That's only in Director's Cut. That's not Is it? Right. Yeah, I'm Is the sure. Roadster car only in Director's Cut? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, I didn't get it yet, but it looks cool. All right. Um, with that being said, let's... Uh, I think we're kind of done talking about the story. Yeah. So maybe we'll say, end spoilers, because we're going to... We'll put a time mark here. End spoilers. Can't really put time marks on an audio podcast. So no one would know to skip this far. We'll put it in the description. I mean, if you're going to listen, just listen. Yeah. And spoilers, because I want to talk about... about them. No, no, I, I, I want to talk about... Cause I think the story's, like, we've talked about all we need to really say about it. It's too much, and my head hurts. What else is dumb about it? Uh, uh, I really, what's the thing I just had in my head? I want to talk to you about it. Um, I guess, before we get into... We have a couple of listener questions I want to get into. Before we get into those, mm-hmm. I want to get into... What do you, like, the legacy of this game and what you sort of, now that you've beaten it, now that yeah. you seem to like it a lot, yeah. do you, I, think, I think you like it maybe more than even I liked it when I originally played it. Yeah, I think I like it more than you. As someone who engaged with the systems a lot more than I did, because, you know, I kind of played to get through the story and get on my classic, mm, mm, Kojima, trash, give it to me, give it to me, storyline-wise, yeah. and you like, I want to make highways. <laughs> I remember playing the game, I was, I, like, I, was like, I was like, Haley, finish the highway so we can record the podcast. <laughs> I said I will never record until every highway is done. <laughs> but like, do you do you want a, a Death Stranding too? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, do you like this game? Like, there's never interesting. There's never been any sales numbers released from this game. Really? We don't know how good it did. It clearly did very well. Well, that's the thing. We don't know if it did. Why they keep that proprietary? I mean, because this game had a lot of. Uh, Hype behind it, right? That seems like a flex. This was Sony being like, we got Hideo Kojima for an exclusive. Uh, So maybe it was a little bit underperforming. I think it did. Just for the hype. Because a lot of people hate this game, Haley. I don't know if you know that. Um, I think I said my name. uh, Because, you know, we like it and we know we have a lot of friends who like it as well. Like, you know, who have their great listener questions. But if you go back and read reviews of this game, it's very divisive. Like, it's not... Should I bring up a couple reviews? I mean, look at Metacritic or whatever you want to look at, but, like, it's, you know, it wasn't 10s out of 10s for everybody. A lot of people, you know, didn't want to engage with it in this, like, you know, it has a 7.3 user score on Metacritic, right? Mm, yeah. 82 Metascore, like, 4s out of 10s, 0s out of 10s, 35s out of 100s, like, it's, it's divisive, and yeah. I can see why. Because the early parts of this game, like you mentioned, are a slog. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, like, obviously this game is a success because, like, anything Kojima makes is fine. Like, Game Informer gave it, like, a... What? IGN gave it a 6.8. Sure. I mean, that's not bad. I mean, for IGN, that's pretty bad. I know, <laughs> they I They give so. everything tense. Um, but I can see that. And, like, I know lots of people who, like, I played it for two hours and said fuck this game i hate it yeah that's fair which is i get it because i i played it for a six i was like i'm gonna put it down and come back to it, it. giant bombs yeah two, two out of five two out of five you know and kojima but, has said himself he doesn't fully understand the game <laughs> well that's a little silly i think he understands the game but you know i'm not too concerned about what <laughs> this is a very lumpy game <laughs> in, a, in a very real in a review yeah there's a deep thread of insecurity that runs through this game, one that manifests its unwillingness to commit all the way to the androgynistic of its... Arduousness. Arduousness. <laughs> androgynistic of its main <laughs> character. Of its main character's task. That's too willing to break the quietness with mediocre action, and that never trusts the player to understand even its most basic ideas without hitting them over the head with them. 
There is a weirdo aviant spirit to Death Stranding that I do admire, but that spirit fails to carry the game anywhere worthwhile. As we know right now, it's a disappointment. Okay. I mean, the thing is... That was also buried under, like, a thousand ten out of tens, though. Yeah, and that's fine, because, like, everything that review is saying, I don't necessarily disagree with. I think this Death Stranding does struggle with, you know, letting its players maybe understand things before it's like, ah, they don't get it, let me yell at them. Yeah. Um, I do think it's, it's combat sections are mediocre. Yeah, I do think it's... Bad. But its moments where Death Stranding is good are just too good. Yeah. Like, those moments when you're coming to... And, like, we even talk about the music in the game. Like, oh, it's so good. The licensed songs by churches and all these... Like, I they got come, some copyright strikes on my Yeah, absolutely. Box. And, you know, and Kojima's like, oh, is there a stream? I was like, no, no, you gotta listen to them. Which is like... You know, they and they really yeah. do bring in that mood. Like, I discovered how much I like uh, a low roar from this game. I still listen to them on Spotify. It's great. Oh, cool. Um, it's just... It's these moments that the game really is just amazing that... You know, it is, it, I think Death Stranding's a mess. It's convoluted. It's way too long. Like, mm. it's got a lot of issues, but, and you know what? I don't think I'll ever play it again. Even watching you replay it, I said, oh, that's cool that Haley's finally playing it for the show, and and I love Death Stranding. I don't think I'll ever play it again, because... I think I'm going to platinum it and then never touch it yeah, again. Yeah, but, like, in the moment when I played it, 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 it hit me again playing it during when I hadn't, when I couldn't leave the house for four months, mm. really hit different. Yeah. <laughs> like it hit really hard. Yeah. Um, it's all about the moment in time I played it, but it is very good that, but I can understand why people hate it. And like, do yeah. you, do you, like, what do you think this game's legacy is going to be? Which is a tough question. Really I know. Hard. Like, will there be another stranding genre game? Elden ring, perhaps. <laughs> got notes i think this game has so much going on behind the scenes that led to its fruition that it's kind of hard to replicate it coming around again sure like it has to have such a perfect whirlwind of like hype from like direct like the director has to be like or director producer or whatever title. i think he had director as the title he's the director he's gotta be and like, the head writer he's gotta be such a big a big presence that he attracts celebrities he attracts licensing agreements he can bring in the big bucks to actually make this thing seem like a big ticket item yeah and even if it doesn't sell that well he still made it like it yeah. still got made and it still looks absolutely fantastic the music's good it has celebrities in it, it has, yeah. the mocap work is phenomenal like although the writing is not that good and the comments not that good it still largely is a better game than a lot of other games sure it's just so weird. Like, you're never going to see as many directors have the presence in the game industry to be able to pull from all these different weird areas. Yeah. To make this one weird, like, nugget of a thing. Yeah. That I think it's pretty unique in that way. Like, someone could make something that's in the same, like, vibe as it, but it won't be it. Sure. Like, someone could have... I'm trying to think of a director that has as much pull as Kojima. In the video games? Yeah. Like, well, it's like... Corey Barlog or whatever might be able to yeah. pull some celebrities. But, like, you know, when you when you play God... Like, when we eventually play God of War Ragnarok, right, next year... It's we're not, not like I'm not this. playing it because of Cory Barlog. No. Like, yeah, I'm sure he's a very important guy. But I think the closest example I can think of is probably... Hidetaka Miyazaki from oh, he, yeah. from Dark Souls, right? Like, yeah. like he's everywhere. Everyone's like, it's a Miyazaki game. Like, there's very few video game auteurs in the same way there's film auteurs. Yeah, Kojima is one. I think Miyazaki's getting there. Maybe Peter uh, 
um, maybe Sid Meier back in the day with like Civilization (laughs) and Pirates and maybe, who's the other guy I'm thinking of? Like, to some extent, someone like, you know, uh, who's the Naughty Dog guy? Neil Druckmann. Druckmann. Like, you know. We don't say that. Um, <laughs> Maybe the audio clip. <laughs> um, but, you know, these people, like, again, like, yeah, Neo Druckmann was all over The Last of Us Part Two, but, like, at the end of the day, you don't, it's a Naughty Dog game. It's not a Neil Druckmann game. And Neil Druckmann's approach to game development is entirely different. Like, that's yeah. why it's so unfair to kind of apply these things to every director and be like, right. well, Kojima's like, oh, he's like an elegant, like, he's, just because he's making things more seemingly film-like yes doesn't mean he's better than no i don't no, no. necessarily like neil Druckmann that much i think he's annoying yeah. but like, it's <laughs> yeah. not that he's better than neil sure. Druckmann because neil Druckmann s- s- kind of stays cozy in game convention yeah whereas kojima kind of goes outside like yeah. i think that's as good as this it's just different palettes sure there's tons of people who would hate kojima's approach to game development many think many do it's pretentious yeah, yeah. and think it's shallow and yeah. think it's kind of basic and dumb and there's tons of people who would think he's a genius and think yeah. it's great. It's just your palate. Same reason some people love to watch Legally Blonde versus, like... Citizen Kane. Yeah. <laughs> not that... Legally Blonde's way too good to use this for now. <laughs> the Croods. I love The Croods. Michael loves The Croods. Great movie. Watching Ice Age versus sure. Citizen Kane. And that's... Even these are dumb analogies. I don't know where I'm going with this. Yeah. But it's like... He definitely lifts it up to be seemingly this thing that's outside of the game space because yeah. he's pulling from traditionally non-game things like mm-hmm. celebrities and endorsements yeah, yeah. and whatever. I just think that makes it hard. It's going to be hard to recreate yeah. and have a genre of games like this because it just, you just need more money to do it. Sure. And you need to be rich to do this. I guess the, la- famous. the last thing I'll say about it is that on one hand, I can I get where people are coming from, like, you know, because it's not like Hideo Kojima did everything on this game, right? He's got no. a whole staff of people. He uses a different engine that he didn't create and stuff. Yeah. But if we, if Hideo Kojima gets to use his name and we get to get unique experiences like Death Stranding, which is unlike any game ever yeah. made, then I'm all for it. Yeah, that's fine. Because I'd much rather have that exists and like i don't know what Hideo Kojima's next game is going to be maybe it's that new silent hill game maybe it's another horror game maybe it's metal gear solid 6 or whatever the hell he's going to do but i'm going to play it because i know it's going to be at least interesting or different different which i think is a testament to him as a creator more and like you know you might not like his stuff i know i certainly have issues with it as you as do many people but it's always going to be something it's hard to be different in the game space because for sure because a lot of people don't understand that the, it, it's not that you're a filmmaker and you can just film different things. It's the technological limitations. It costs millions and millions, millions and millions of dollars to even be like, what if we did this? Yeah. And like even to like guesstimate, like okay, how about in all the cutscenes the player has can do this in every cutscene or not. Mm-hmm. Like, even just suggesting ideas like that that might be unique. Like, what if the player can nod in cutscenes and it affects the outcome of the conversation? Sure. Just pretend that's something you put yeah. into a cutscene. That's unique. That's new. I've never heard of that before. Absolutely. Millions of dollars, hundreds of hours of people's job effort go into making mm-hmm. one change that they might look at and be like, eh, it doesn't really add anything. Right. And take it out. Right. So it's not like film where you can be like, of course films cost millions of dollars to make. But you can be more creative and have a bigger leash yeah. to be unique and try new things and be like, you know, there's Wes Anderson's who yeah. look totally different from Stanley 
Kubrick. Kubrick. I always say Corbeck. Kubrick. Like those two guys <laughs> yep. have the same. They're in the same field, but they look so different. But with games, it's like you could have two geniuses, but one genius might only have a million dollars to make his game, and one might have two hundred and fifty million. Right. So it's just not fair. It, sure. I don't know. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. He has had more resources to pull from. I think he's. I think. I think he's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> Watching you I from the beginning of the whole being like, I, I remember before the first you're like, I'm going to tell I don't, I'm going to tell people about Hideo Kojima and that he's stinky. And you're like, he's, he's a genius. <laughs> in the same way that like Bo Burnham's a genius. They're sure. like, whatever. I think he knows what his art is mm-hmm. and he's good at portraying it and mm-hmm. he's, he's honest about it and he puts his heart into it and this is him. Like this yeah. is who he is is what his art ends up being. And I think that takes a lot of courage and I think he's good at that. Absolutely. And I think that takes a brave person to be like that. And I sound like so annoying. <laughs> Cuz I still think he he's super bad at a bunch of stuff. I oh, think yeah. he handles women characters really problematically. Yeah. I want to say this at the top of the show, but I didn't, but now I'm going to have a few drinks and I'm being a little more bold. Yeah, yeah. No, he's bad fair. at writing women, y'all. Maybe think about that for two seconds when yeah. you're loving him on the internet. He's yeah. really bad at it. Sure. He sexualizes them like crazy in the way he implements scenes and the way he writes them and whatever. Not so much in this game, though. No, this game is a lot better. Not compared to like a Quiet from Metal Gear Solid 5 or something. I could talk about Quiet from Metal Gear Solid 5. We'll save for the Metal Gear Solid 5 episode. The way he handles quiet in that game, I yeah. could I've I've had debates strikingly with men about Oh, but quiet she can't talk because of the plot. I'm like he made the plot to make her not talk and wear a bikini and she needs to wear a bikini because mm-hmm. her skin oh, I right. hate it, I hate it. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'm going on a big old tangent because right. I just said a bunch of things saying he's a genius and then I'm critiquing him. Hey, which is just life. That's art. You gotta critique no art. No one person's gonna be the no. pillar of perfection. Yeah, no, I think if you can't critique art, what's the point of having it? So and you know, I, and I'm not so annoying to say that I think he sucks because I don't like him in that space. I think he's good at a lot of things too, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I think where he's at in terms of his popularity is kind of in line to where I think he should be. Like he he gets a lot of attention, he gets yeah. his time in the sun, he gets his money to make his things, but he doesn't exactly blow me out of the water to the point that I think he's the best game designer developer in the entire world. No. That's I think, it, that's I think it, he's right that, where he needs to be. That's Miyazaki <laughs> from Dark Souls. <laughs> Trying to think of a joke last night. <laughs> um, that's great. Uh, should we wrap things up with some listener questions? Yeah, well, I, mean, more I feel like you haven't gotten to talk about why you like the game that much. I, I've talked about it a lot. You did, I suppose so. What's What do you think is its biggest folly? Its biggest folly? It's yeah. way too long. It is quite long. It's way too long. And like and that's just me being like someone like who wishes games were always shorter. Like I want every game to be seven hours long. I don't This game c- could never be seven I hours. I know, but like That's like the intro area. I know. But like I, as someone who has less and less time to play video games as I'd like to. Yeah. I wish it all games were shorter. Did I rant too much about Kojima? No, it was great. <laughs> You know when you come out of a rant, you're like, oh my god, <laughs> what did I just say? There's like people being like, whoa. <laughs> no, that was very- I, In the same breath, I was like, he's a genius, he's so sexist. <laughs> I mean, that's every great artist is also super problematic, so. I hate that that's the world we live in, yeah. where there can't just be good, solid people making good, solid art. There always has to be an onion peeled and yeah, they're a piece of but shit like, in some you way. you need- you need- yeah, but that's just that's just hard. That's it's, all disgusting about it. It is stress. It, it's frustrating, 
and it's not fair for me to want purity from my creators, but at the same time, like, come on, be a bit better, please, so I can like your art without feeling so guilty. Maybe the next game will. I will say Death Stranding is, but is, I found it a lot more palatable in terms of its representation of women, but like it also has zero queer representation. Sure. Absolutely zero. But anyways, that's. I could keep. I could keep rant. You got to stop me. Or <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Listener questions. Let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> ranting and raving. Mm-hmm. Oh, where did I even put the list? It's time for listener questions right now. As always, before we get into them, if you do, always uh, check us out on Twitter uh, and send us DMs. We're at Gaming Makeup on Twitter, and uh, you're also going to leave a comment down below if you want us to ask a question about this game. Maybe we'll answer it on Twitter or something. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, so we have, who's our, who's our first question from? We got it from Captain Stubbs1 on Twitter. Ryan Stabell of, of the Spelunkers. Check them out on YouTube and on your favorite podcast feeds. So, Ryan says... Death Stranding is a great game. I think a lot of people bounced off. <laughs> something funny. Well said. <laughs> I think a lot of people bounced off the gameplay of that game and wound up missing a great story that is even more impactful in the pandemic times we find ourselves in. Did you find yourself struggling with the gameplay to find out more about the story, or was delivering things a highlight of the game for you? How did you approach combat stealthily or more outright? And what weapons did you find yourself gravitating to? Love the show. Oh, love the show. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, Do you want to start, or do you want me to start? Well, there's a lot of... I'll start with the first question you asked, which was... um, Well, I'll just... We talked about the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, and again, to highlight that point, this game really... And also, again, as someone whose job is a delivery man, to (laughs) some respects, I deliver things, Mm -hmm. uh, during a a pandemic, it really did hit me very strongly. And... uh, well, all this talk about essential workers while you know, also sh- shiving them in the back know, and sending them to the front. You're to being told people. the world's on fire and that you should never leave your house, but also, hey, go work. Yeah. It, it, well, it hit me hard. the people that tell you that sit at home. Yeah. Very uh, so very, absolutely, very, very well observant it seems, point. It feels like it was made after COVID happened, which is so interesting. For sure. And I, it truly does feel like, not that it predicted COVID, but that it, it complements the fears of COVID and uh, almost I'll, purposefully. Yeah, I'll say very quickly, and then this, this is kind of like a question we can both kind of answer. I think when Ryan asked, "Did you, did we find ourselves struggling with the gameplay to find more about the story?" Um, see, for me, and I think where me and Haley sort of differ on the game is that mm. I was playing for the story. I wanted to see how it ended really, 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 really bad, and because of that, I did the quickest thing I could in every area to get to the story. So I didn't engage with the systems nearly as much as Haley did, and you can talk about those systems more. Yeah. But, you know, the gameplay, I think, is very, very good. Don't get me wrong. I really liked it, and I loved how it tied into the story. Yeah. But I definitely was trying to get through it as quickly as possible to the point where I was like, ah, I'm just going to hopefully put on the, the the bare minimum, and maybe I'll get beat up by a BT, and maybe my equipment will get, like, you know, degraded, and I'll get, a, like, a C ranking, but I don't care. Yeah. Whereas you... Feel free to. You're going with those S ranks. <laughs> I'm an S ranker. Yeah. S plus. Mm-hmm. Well, I just, I don't know. It's the thing I said at the top of the show. Something about being in a world that's shitty and my influence makes it better and more efficient is like gamer catnip to me. Like, yes. I love it. Like, oh, I just love it. Like, I really wish 
more games had this kind of element to them where you come in and you fix things like like Terrytown and Breath of the Wild. It's a great example. You go and you make Terrytown a thing. I wish Breath of the Wild had more stuff like Death Stranding did, really, to be honest. <laughs> I wish that I'd be more engaged in that open world if I felt I was affecting it more. That's fair. Like Terrytown's the best quest in Breath of the Wild to me. Because, because I'm making a difference. <laughs> yeah. Like when you go back to Terrytown and everyone's happy and living there, it's because you went and you found all the Terries yeah. and brought them back and they're happy. And it, it's therefore really satisfying to go back there and be like, hmm, oh, yeah, this is nice. Definitely. Or like it's the same thing as putting materials in to make a house and then you feel cozy and safe at nighttime. It's the same thing. Like mm-hmm. I just think this game does that really well. And I honestly was getting through the story so I could go back to building the highway. Which is completely gonna be totally opposite honest. of me, which is cool. Yeah. Um, Approach to combat, I avoided it outright. I think yeah, I maybe I went into a mule camp maybe once. Yeah, they weren't even that hard to fight. No, at, at that point you literally just kind of like because you get the uh, you get a, like a what's it called like the gun that shoots a string that ties up their legs. The um, La- bolt. I, I want to say lasso gun, but it's not a lasso <laughs> gun. Lasso. It's called like the bolt something. Yeah. I don't know. That's what I used a lot because this question is like, what weapon you find yourself gravitating towards? I did that one because it was easy. <laughs> There's a zapper gun, which I think is only in the director's nut. Oh, yeah. Cut. <laughs> director's nut. Shout outs to our friend Crater who calls it the director's nut. <laughs> it's only in the director's cut. And if they're standing in water, you just have to shoot the water and it zaps. Oh, that's very fun. Yeah. Like, that was fun. I liked that. And I also like the rope one and just the non lethal assault rifle and just blast them it only takes like six bullets before they go oh also piss grenades because they're hilarious i never use the grenades only on bts just throwing a big old bag of piss at your enemies that's the way to go (laughs) um yeah thank Thank you for the question ryan that was great check out splunkers they're awesome all right from uh chris babino a man named nabs uh Check oh, from right. hi, from check out from Hello Hello Hyrule. Great podcast. Check them out. There are a lot of exciting mechanics in Death Stranding, but to me, the standout has got to be the way they implemented asynchronous co-op, more specifically with the items that people were able to leave behind. In Souls games, what we're talking about, players are able to leave messages for others, which can point out hidden treasures, shortcuts, or even weaknesses for upcoming bosses. Death Stranding takes a step towards or step forward by letting the player leave physical items that assist others with traversal of some of the more difficult parts of the environment. And let's be honest, the real bosses of Death Stranding are some of those mountains. True. Both games allow other players to rate these, allowing for a governance among the community of what should be shown and what should be trashed. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have any standout experience with these mechanics? Are there any ways that could have imp- improved this in your eyes? Would you like to see some sort of cooperative play in more games, or do you think it would get tired quick? A lot of great, a lot of great points in this question. Chris. Yeah, that's, that's funny that we we did the same Dark Souls comparison too. Well, yeah, because I mean, when I played this for the first time, I immediately thought of Dark Souls. I know Chris is a big Dark Souls fan, like myself. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think of plenty of experiences like like we we're saying throughout the show. Like, there's so many times I like was trying to get through an area, and I was like, oh, I'm out of I'm out of grappling hooks. I'm out of ladders. I got like two blood bags, and then someone just happened to have the perfect 30 foot ladder to get me out of that area or someone left a bike and like those moments are like oh my god thank you upvote 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 (laughs) like i'm so grateful to you yeah you say you know like like f your mama 92 whoever (laughs) whatever's like their name is on psn that you see creamsicle (laughs) one yeah it's like it's amazing because it really does feel like you're not in this very in a game where you spend a lot of time alone mm. wandering the world that you're not alone there's other people out there yeah. much like dark souls does because i think that this dark souls comparison is very apt again 
because you're playing Dark Souls. It's like, man, this sucks. But then you'll see like a random ghost of somebody who's playing the exact same area as you are. Yeah. And it feels really good to know that you're not alone in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope to see more of these co-op experiences. Obviously, it'll be in Elden Ring as well. But yeah. I love this idea of like, you know, I think even Journey did this back in the day, oh, right? Well, which is yeah, which is phenomenal of like, you know, you peep, peep, peep when you like, get excited. <laughs> you meet, and you, see that. Yeah, it's a, and that game Journey's a fucking ten out of ten. It's so oh, good. I love Journey. You meet someone and you can't talk to them. You can only you know ping at each other. Yeah. But like, I'll never forget playing Journey and those people I met in that game. I don't remember their names. I remember that experience like more co-op like that please i I had like a friend on my psn for like years that was just a dude who was at the bridge level with me and journey Mm -hmm. who we both went (laughs) like had fun and ran around and then he just added me as a friend and i was like that was fun thanks he's like yeah and like i i I don't remember what his gamer tag was but i just remember seeing his gamer tag for years and be like that was my journey friend it's weird it's yeah that's so memorable journey's a really good example and Journey's a good example of how it could be implemented in ways that don't have to be as super implemented as sure. like Death Stranding or, or it's almost like a, if it was a sliding scale, it's like Death Stranding Dark Souls Journey. Right. Yeah, there's, absolutely. There's tons of Journey experience, like experiences like Journey that could use it, but I think it almost thematically has to warrant it before you could just shove it in. Yeah, of like, course. Like a game has to kind of be about being alone to warrant like you being excited to be like moving in like it, interacting with people because even like i think about open world games like open world shooters or whatever like when i'm playing watchdogs i was playing watchdogs too when there's a mode where you'll join maps with people to oh, do yeah. little missions and you shit. like hack into their world you'll right? hack into their world and you'll can do a mission with them it's like oh it's fun it doesn't feel impactful at all because no. of course it's not i'm just in san francisco and i'm a hacker like who cares yeah, like, yeah. but when you're in journey it feels impactful because you're alone sure there's no one around you're entirely by yourself. You're confused to what's going on. Mm-hmm. Same with Dark Souls. You're dying. You're alone. It's bleak. And then same with Death Stranding. You're you're alone. Everything's mm-hmm. scary. It's bleak. Mm-hmm. Like, if you implement it into those kind of thematic situations, then it feels impactful. If you just shove it into an open world game where everyone's hanging out with each other anyways, it doesn't feel impactful. Right. So, I popped ahead. Like, would you maybe like something this incorporate into Breath of the Wild too? Or is Breath of the Wild 2 more focused on being like, you're the hero of this world, you don't need, you kind of wanted to figure it out on your own? If you can figure out an interesting thematic way to implement that, I think that would be more like, I think that'd be kind of cool to have in Breath of the Wild 2 being like, because, yeah. you know, I think Breath of the Wild and Death Stranding share a lot of DNA in a lot of ways in terms yeah. of like traversal and exploring a world. Yeah. Um, and I can think, man, it'd be really cool. It's like, hey, there's this really big mountain and maybe like a ghost link left me like... A rope to climb you know and it's almost like the you either have to have a world where parallel universes exist like bioshock sure. infinite could have done that oh yeah absolutely like alternate booker duets were leaving notes for you and shit like that, oh yeah that could have been kind that'd of be cool. really cool actually but like it has to be wow. set up so that it makes sense otherwise you're like ghost link i mean yeah because like because <laughs> ghost link doesn't make sense but no but i'm just thinking about because like, elizabeth pulls in like bullets and ammo from other worlds so it's kind of but yeah that's that's a really good point that's very interesting actually like so there's certain situations where i think if you add it it would be a plus and others where it would just be like okay so it kind of depends on like the game eh? it It depends depends entirely on on the world building i think before it's a cool thing that's a very good point hopefully that answers your question chris i think we kind of did that's a very good question thank you check out hello hyrule they're great uh we got crater crater our man crater what's up dress death stranding takeaways for me the atmosphere and vibes, good. 
Menus, bad. <laughs> Inclusion of piss grenades, good. Monster product placement, yeah, why not get that paper, Kojima? Mm-hmm. I actually probably think Kojima paid a monster. I think he probably did. Or, uh, hmm, I don't know, maybe. Cause I mean, maybe like, it's just a benefit. Is the overlap between, like, you know, because like, I think uh, people, like, I, like, you know, if I'm going to drink an energy drink, I'll drink a monster mm-hmm. over Red Bull. Really? I kind of I kinda like monster. Like, OG Green Monster is pretty good. I like the purple monster. Oh, that one is also good, too. But I don't, I I, I don't so know if, rarely. like, the Call of Duty, like, monster-chugging gamer is the audience for Death Stranding. Which is why I think it's it's fun to put it in. Sure. Well, it's, again, it's that sort of meta-commentary on games, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, you're a gamer, drink some Monster Energy, you degenerate. Where the Doritos, nerd. <laughs> I'm like, I imagine I'm going eight Doritos to See, get See, like, that would be, it's just about, uh... The opposite of the vibe, like yeah. you know, oh, what a high class thing that has monster in it! What the yeah, heck? Yeah, it like yeah. just it just makes it memorable. Sure, I mean, and to your point about the menus creator, I agree. They're they're a mess. It's like you have to I <laughs> back out, back in to find. I just want to equip. Yeah. I just want to put the fucking thing on my back. Yeah. You know, it's it's tough. I will say that the menus are about as good as they could get based on the things that you have to. The do. systems that are in place, like as much as I totally agree. The menus are very clunky, and it's like, oh, I want to put this on the cart, but I want the cart to go in the van, and I want... Like, there's tons of ways where it could have been fixed a bit. Like, same way that Animal Crossing, it's like, let me craft more than one thing at once. There's, like, little tweaks that you could done to the menu system, but I think overall, the way that it's structured makes sense. There's just little things that could get tweaked. Mm -hmm. And for someone who's going through and getting, like, 100% on everything right now, the more you use it, the more you're like, okay, yeah. Yeah. It's almost kind of made for the me's who are going to go do everything. Sure. Than the, than the people who aren't going to play as many hours. Yeah, it's a game that gives what you give it, you know? Like, if you're willing to commit to it, like, I know Crater, we've talked to you about him before, that, like, you know, if, you, if you're not going to give it the time of day, then, yeah, it probably it's, will be convoluted. It's too much. And, like, it's obviously easy to say, we'll just play the game more, but, like, you know, if it's not for you, don't play it, obviously. Because, like, the more you interact with them, the more you realize, oh, this is actually he- really helpful. But yeah. when you just look at it and you don't understand it, it just looks like vomit like it just looks like button vomit you're like and it just makes you know look but then the more i look at it it's like oh if i press triangle i can see who has deliveries needed for this one specific person and if i click this i can see which ones are the closest and if i click this i can see where i the path i can take to get everyone before i get to the path the person i need to go to right and then it really makes sense but you need to have like tens of hours of experience in the menu system before you it's almost like becoming literate in like photoshop sure. like literally because that's how messy it is but photoshop isn't made for people to hop in and like just crop a photo it's to mm. go in and do really interesting things right so it, i don't know it's almost like they could have two types of menus you could switch it like between expert deliverer and like newbie deliverer and then when you get more experience maybe you could level it like you could switch it over and be like hey you seem to be really familiar with the menus you want to switch it to expert now and then switch over yeah that could have been something they did sure i don't know i'm always more for like accessibility and ease of access in games so yeah the accessibility this game doesn't have great accessibility which no no that's true yeah we could talk about that for an hour and a half absolutely um, uh, Bob B backwards. Bob Ewell. Bob Ewell. 99 questions podcast. Check it out. It's great. Follow that podcast. My 2019 game of the year. A game that I didn't know I liked until I loved it. That's a great way to put yeah. it. Cause I also felt that way. Yeah, for sure. I was like, yeah, what is this? And all of a sudden one day I woke up, I was like, I need to finish it. Yeah. Sets the atmosphere perfectly. The gameplay loop is low key enthralling. Building roads, logging off and then logging on the next day to see thousands of people actually using them was everything. 
platinum did a plus 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 that's very much my yeah, vibes with it too for Bob. sure um if sekiro hadn't come out in 2019 it would have been my game of the year but sekiro was my game of the year for 2019 what was my game of the year 2019 what came out the year? Did you want to play? <laughs> you want to look it up? Yeah. Uh, while she does that, Bob, I guess I'll just say, yeah, it, that 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 feedback loop is amazing. Of you know, even if it's just like, and not even to the grand scale of like a thousand people using a highway. Yeah, but I remember putting up like a like a ladder that really helped me, and then logging back in, coming back, it's like, oh, fifteen people use this. That feels really good. Yeah. Feels really good to know yeah. that like I helped people. One hundred seventy-five thousand for my road. Like that's crazy. Yeah. That's. The, our city times like five. That's nuts. Um, I think mine was Apex Legends in twenty nineteen. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> don't laugh at me. Not not Untitled Goose Game. No, you I love Untitled Goose I Game. I do love Untitled Goose Game. That was a really good game, but I don't think that was my game of the year. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Thank you for the question, Bob. It's also an A plus plus, at least for us. I agree. That's yeah. all our questions. This, That's great. This time, if you if you want to send us some questions, please follow us on Twitter at Game and Makeup. And where can people find you on Twitter, Michael? I'm on Twitter at Mike P Tucker. I usually tweet about Game and Makeup stuff, so it's pretty much overlap a lot of the time. Where yeah. can I find you, Haley? At Haley Facts on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And also follow us on uh, Twitch at Game and Makeup. This is we've, our first one we've done since we've We've been streaming Twitch. a lot more. We uh, I'm playing currently. I'm at the time of this recording. I'm playing through all the Souls games in anticipation for Elden Ring. We had our first co-op stream playing Mario Party fun. Superstars. It was a blast. We hope everyone will stop by. And in the future, we'll be playing more games on there that have to do more with the the show. Maybe like also like if you follow Haley's also on Haley Facts at Twitch. Uh, where you can watch, you played a lot of Death Stranding, the last little bit on Twitch, so yeah. maybe for the, going forward in the show, we'll be streaming more of our playthroughs getting ready, where you guys can come in and talk to us about it there, that'd be a lot of that'd fun. That'd be super cool. Uh, but yeah, I guess, very quickly, do we have any final thoughts on Death Stranding? My final thoughts are, <laughs> I mean, we've talked about it a lot, we've, we've gone talked about two, a lot. two hours, um, but... We could talk about it, I'm sure, for two hours more if we really wanted to get into it, Probably. but I really do think it's a game that I recommend that you check out. I can't promise that you're going to like it right away, much like we've been saying, and like what Bob said in his great question, but it really is a game worth putting your time into and at least giving it a fair shot because yeah. there's nothing else like it out there. It's it's a mess. It's convoluted. It's way too long, but it's also enthralling, and it's beautiful, and it's it's really great. I can't guarantee that you'll think it is, but I think it is. And I think, Haley, at the end of the day, you thought it was as well. It makes you feel part of the zeitgeist to, a be to beat it. Like, yeah. it really does. It's one of those things that's, like, oh, it's so unique and it's so new and fresh. And even if it's bad, at least it's fresh. Like, <laughs> if you went to a store and bought a weird piece of fruit that you don't like, it's still a fresh piece of fruit that you ate and it tasted okay. Like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It was good and it's fun to do. It's fun when we have a podcast where i like the thing because yeah. some of your games you make me play I don't we got really we like got one much. pretty good fight in this episode so <laughs> what was it about? the fight about the, the gun scene <sighs> awful we're, we're not yeah but we, get, we, we got one good fight in so that's pretty good for us i know we make up yeah that was a lot of fun we make up now. we hope to see you all soon keep an eye on our twitter for the next game hopefully uh coming out a lot sooner because it's a lot shorter than 60 hour death stranding no highways to build so we'll get it a lot quicker i hope <laughs> I promise I won't platinum a game before we talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of unfair. Not a yeah. good way to run the show. No. 
Maybe I'll just make you play a little baby game, like a little Barbie's horse adventure. I would love to play Barbie's horse adventure. I could talk about Barbie horse adventure. It'd be great. Well, yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much, everybody. Check us out on Twitch and on Twitter. We'll have the links displayed down here. We'll see you all soon. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.